0: This week in League, first Rusty pretends to be a gladiator, then the members pretend to have cancer, and now Glenn Stewart pretends to get obstructed. Pretenders.
1: Seems like the Gold Coast Titans aren't the only club in the market for a new abacus.
0: The fucking clowns that own the Seagulls need guiders, so who are they going to call? Bozo.
1: And we preview all of the action for round 7 of the 2015 NRL season.
0: All that and more, this week in League. Welcome to episode 184 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. How you going, bud?
1: Oh, I'm going alright. How are <laughs> you? Yeah, I'm
0: great, thanks. Well, that's excellent, mate. It's great to hear. Yeah. Lovely day down the park on Sunday.
1: It was. It was a fucking fantastic day. Fucking hot as a motherfucker, It was. Fuck- I thought Christ I was going to melt into a pile of fucking beard and fluid. <laughs> 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 but good times, of course.
0: For a, little a lot gross, of people
1: birthday. didn't really get to... Uh, Spend yeah. as much time with everyone as would have liked, but yeah, I did he, try and mingle.
0: I'm trying to think. I mean, just in the little in the little tent city that sprung up, you know, that probably would have accounted for about fifteen people, probably. Yeah. And then there was the under main the main cover thing, which probably is 30, a lot of,
1: 35 adults and twenty five kids was. A...
0: Jeez, twenty five kids, all up. So every kid that was running around there was probably related to this party. I didn't realise. <laughs> Pretty much. I saw a group of like five or six of them with Jackson there, but like, yeah. I, I didn't realise that many. Jeez, Jackson was. Uh... <laughs> Did a pretty good job of
1: entertaining the kids at the water play area, the kids that wanted to kick the footy, the kids that were playing, the smaller kids playing in the ball pit. Mm-hmm. He sort of did the rounds. <laughs> he's a man of the people. And Leo had the shits pretty much. Sorry, Leo yeah. had the shits. Full oh, the it was a bit much. overwhelming for him. There's yeah. a lot of people. He's uh, and then he had a big sleep. Yeah, while yeah, everyone bang. ate his cake.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> was a good day. Okay, Mailbag, bag, of course sammy boy 1986 been getting dirty looks at work all day thanks to you fex and that beard song it was fantastic though it was a magnificent song yeah and like yeah doesn't take any credit for it. i mean the beards a tremendous group i mean I, I found another couple of their songs that i really liked as well i fell down a bit of a youtube hole the other day listening to them never really listened to anything of theirs before um but very entertaining and that that dad doesn't have a beard I mean it does have a habit of getting stuck in your head the tune
1: it's very catchy
0: very catchy Dragon Punk 12 love the uh, if your dad doesn't have have a beard you've got two mums ending to this week in league this week
1: so even people that have no fucking tangible ability to grow facial hair they still love it they still love it it's aspirational it is. It's, it gives gives people like Justin something to aspire to.
0: Exactly, you know. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, I am I'm, I'm not going to be able to fucking dunk like you know Jordan, soar through the air like like the logo for Jordan. True, true. But you know, I still, you know, I still like to watch, yeah, you know, basketball. Exactly, and yeah, you know, and it's just like the people that can't grow a beard,
1: they like to hear about people that
0: can, and they like to hear about beards and listen to songs by people with beards about having a beard and about how people who don't have beard are women. Essentially, sum that up nicely. Super duper Saul spotted one this week in league and Newcastle Knights man rocking the cap in Westfield Kotara. Smart man, hash great combo. So make yourself known. Who was it? I reckon it was uh, it was Mitch. And when I say Mitch, that doesn't narrow it down at all. Oh, so dead. I, I mean, I
1: reckon it was Mitch. Well, I reckon oh, it was really? that guy from China. whose last name <laughs> was Chan. <Yeah. laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it was our Davis guy from Wales no um I reckon it was Mitch who uh who tweeted us about he had the yeah the kick off with um with my mate uh, my the mate guy Darkness. that managed to uh
1: get through halftime entertainment unscathed yeah yeah he's in the minority as far as our listeners that
0: make it to halftime entertainment go exactly he's the uh the opposite of biscuits he's his concrete concrete legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking titanium legs as opposed to the, <laughs> the, the Tim Tams and biscuits that usually go around um Super League Pod, our uh, English brethren, who I believe started up a, a sweary English one based on the sweary Australian one. That is us. Fantastic. Fuck me, we finally roll over two hours into this week, in League Boys go two and a half. Boy, those Aussies can talk. That's I reckon, that's the first time we've approached that kind of length. Uh, you know, really probably did, but, expand
1: yeah. their uh, Australian audience. Yep, they'll have to. Uh, they'll go four hours because mm-hmm. no one will understand what the fuck they're saying and, I and saying, they'll have always, to get a translator and they'll have, have to, to
0: talk like normal human beings. And instead of just putting like chapter stuff in there, they'll have to literally do a video podcast that has subtitles. Yeah, exactly. So I can't I can't imagine the editing time on that one. Pixel bullshit. out their bad teeth. <laughs> well, no, I mean, video feed, I mean, that'd be, that'd be you know, unwatchable, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, they're Let's not have the have most static, attractive. They would have a static image up there. Have you seen so the
1: like, photos of those guys? Look. It, it, no. Look. <laughs> I don't want to... One's, one's going for a bit of a Steve Austin type look um, and failing miserably. Six, I think he six, might be actually be going six, for the Glenn six, Blakely. Six, six, million dollar man or, actually, six million dollar
0: man or Stone Cold. No, Stone Cold. <laughs>
1: right. He's actually probably going for the Glenn Blakely um, and failing, coming up very, very short. No beard? Uh, th- th- he's got some facial hair. That's right. Um right. Can't be too bad. The other guy looks like a fucking librarian. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about him. <laughs>
0: But I'm glad they listen to our show. Thanks, boys. There you go, boys. <laughs> um, Matty Boyle. Oh, Matt fucking Matt Jim Blake. Frank B.
1: He's well, been awful quiet lately. Yeah, yes, normally, he's... he goes through these phases every month or so, or every couple of months, where it doesn't matter what I do on social media, he fucking slams he's it. He's all up in it. Everything. <laughs> he's got some smarter... He's been awful quiet.
0: So anyway... He's, he's going like, on
1: lovely holidays with his family.
0: Matt Jim Frank B, the Twitter <sighs> handle. Yeah. Also, can we have a memorial a Saguna award at the next Twillies for the most inappropriate use of emojis? Which wow. he, Which he then followed up with like 10 random fucking emojis. And Saguna, yeah. Saguna does have a style to his tweeting that makes it even more annoying than it would have been if they weren't on there.
1: Um, do you know... I'm, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a rundown as to how I think uh, Saguna's brain works. Um... He sees he sees us tweet something or hears yeah. us say something on the show. Yeah. He's got his little phone in his hand.
0: Oh, yeah, he tries to insert Wade McKin- McKinnon into it, trying to fuck him. Well, no, he, he tries
1: to insert something into Wade McKinnon. Oh, okay. Um, general, generally a blunt object. Um, he's, he, he gets something from us. He, he hears it on the show. He sees a tweet or something on Facebook. And if you, if you peer into his head, the fucking cavernous, dark... Damp wetland that is his fucking head, <laughs> between those ears which are fucking sprouting hair, no doubt. There's a little monkey with a couple of symbols, <laughs> and he sees it, and the monkey just starts going crazy, smashing the fucking symbols together, and the best he can do is just start mashing his hand on a key- keypad or a keyboard, and that's how you get all those fucking emojis. Fair enough, monkey fair enough. with the symbols.
0: That's Saguna's brain. That's a saguna story we can get behind. <laughs> that was 100 percent true, <laughs> like all saguna stories. Luke Shark 74. Does Glenn have a new comedy writer? That Roger Tuivasa check line in the opening was gold. How fucking dare
1: you? What are you trying to say about my five years of previous <laughs> yeah. work?
0: See, I would look at that and say, well, you know, that's a, that's a nice compliment. And the way you see it is, well, wow, everything I did up to that point is shit.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's right, that's how I, that's what drives me. Probably a little from Colomay. A, a yeah, Look, exactly.
0: <laughs> Rev Sunny 101 Ween's World <laughs> Bulldogs fans are kebab eating terrorists. Wow, I'll have you know we're kebab eating freedom fighters. And I've just got to say, I threw that line in to be as purposely inflammatory, inflammatory as possible as I could be with Bulldogs fans. Mm. One fucking, one response. One. Feel, I'm, I'm so disappointed. From
1: possibly the most passive-aggressive yeah. like you'll ever find in your life. The, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's got a beard, so he's all right. The Ibis, that is E-Y-E-B-I-S, I've been listening for a while and just started tweeting, always a weekly must to listen, hash, shame about your team choices. Fuck You've, you two. <laughs>
1: You've named yourself after the most annoying bird on the fucking earth. <laughs> exactly.
0: Must be a Sharks fan because He's I mean. hanging I'm out of the dip. <laughs> like all the ibises. TBI penguin. The best are when Nate is angry and, De- and Glenn is depressed. This year is going to be the best. I'm not depressed, brother. It's all happening. What are you depressed about? I've got nothing to be depressed about. No one's fucking depressed here. What? I'm, probably, I'm probably angry. Yeah, my I team's, my my team's building thing. greatness brick by brick. <laughs> Put one brick on, take two bricks
1: off.
0: Put two bricks on, take a brick off. <laughs> <laughs> the foundations. Robbie will be there one day. the Builder, can you fix it? Can you schnitz it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear that was so easy to do because then I think of Robbie I always trying to get a schnitzel reference.
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely your default. You were know, talking on Sunday about my defaults. That's yeah. one of yours. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's schnitzel. right. Robbie Farrell schnitzel.
1: It's like word association. You hear Farrah, you think Snitzel.
0: (laughs) Bernard JKD tried to find my podcast spot in a magazine shop. Headphones were out, so the shop heard me (laughs) say, a right dumb cunt, hash a shame on me. Doesn't sound like something I'd say.
1: (laughs) Why would you do that?
0: Well, I'd say, you know, they might have just pulled out, you know, half pulled out or whatever. I'd say that's probably what it was. Because you don't You don't One does not simply Go into public (laughs) (laughs) One does not simply Go into public And listen (laughs) to this week In league with speakers (laughs) Mup23 For the seventh time Since I started listening To this week in league The Titans won And the Tigers and Seagulls Both lost That's not a real
1: stat Is it? That's not a real stat You look it up Have you You've met Mup
0: I've not met Mup I mean Apart from the virtual sense On TV
1: you saw him on TV. I saw him on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I've seen. Yeah, I've I've seen. But you him. haven't actually met him. No. Yeah. There's no way he's clever enough to come up with that
1: stat. He might have fucking
0: hijacked old uh, DJ Explained. Said, "Look, I've got a job for you." No. You've got a very DJ,
1: f- DJ Explain. There's no way he'd be fucking associating <laughs> with MUP. You've got to see. If you put Mupp and DJ Explained together, yeah. like side by side, yeah, he'd be like, "Why is that businessman hanging out with that
0: homeless guy?" He'd be like Rain Man. Exactly. That's yeah. perfect. okay where are we Jake underscore Chook is there a bigger myth in the NRL than Hopper it's been 30 games with two pre-seasons and you'd be excused for thinking he was still on a mission harsh look it could be harsh but let's talk about that he's definitely not as good as he was when he was at Manly in the lead up let's be fair but he also not playing on the end of the back line you know, in a premiership winning season when shit was running white hot. So he's also been forced into a, you know, kind of forced shoehorned into a, a fullback situation, you know, due to the the, the sudden uh, disappearance of Jared Hain. So look, you know, I don't necessarily think that, you know, we we certainly haven't seen the best of him, but it doesn't mean he's gone. It doesn't mean he's over. Fucking handy fend on the weekend. And, against fucking uh, Panasonic, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Darren 79 sent us though, this seemed to resonate with people, and he started, copied his own tweet in there. People say ref abuse sets a bad example for the kids, etc. What message does a swinging arm, unconscious player, and no send-off send? Excellent question.
1: <laughs> Possibly the most intelligent thing I've ever heard him say. I
0: don't know. You tell me. I don't think it sets as bad as bad an example as ref abuse. I mean, people know, like a high tackle's bad. True. No send off. I mean, the, you know, the, the evolution of the send off thing is pretty fucking hard to get sent off in this day and age. Let's be real. It is very, very, very difficult.
1: Um, the commentators and everybody that, decries you know, the, the, the
0: action. You know what I mean? No one's exactly. saying that like they get. No one lets him get from away from a junior footy sense.
1: Though. I. You can see, you know, like kids wanna. Wanna the go- they want to have yeah. a they want to have a crack at the referee and yeah. the parents you know like parents yeah. are, well, especially just, in kids yeah the parents are the fucking like, worst just you know? just shut up really <laughs> just fucking really yeah. like we had uh, we had a, a meeting a club meeting at the start of the season and um, Ips- Ips- Ipswich Rugby League are uh, clamping down on on fucking referee abuse okay. because if you look at the numbers of referees that they had registered and and playing their trade on the weekends mm-hmm. um it did you know the numbers are fucking on the way down yeah to the point where our last game before we went on the on the school holiday break yeah we had a referee that was probably fucking 13 yeah and i reckon i reckon the touch judge was fucking not much older than jackson <laughs> and we've scored it we scored a try in the corner and the referee's looked at this young kid it's like, this This kid wasn't, he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. He's fucking eight, nine years yeah, away. Rule on that son. And he's looking at him, what happened? He's like, oh, I didn't really see it. Knock on. So they've ruled knock. It was a fucking glorious try. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> um. So that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. Because referees, you know, we saw that incident a couple of years ago where the bloke fucking ran onto the field and stomped on a player mm. and, you know, fucking the abusive referees and they're having to fucking defend themselves in car parks. And yeah. Like, and the our club president come up and said, you know, they're really clamping down. They're putting two-year bans on people for, for the abuse of, you know, for shit behaviour, and which how I think is a good get, idea. How
0: does that get implemented at a junior level? Difficult. Difficult fucking, to do. Who's monitoring that and telling guys to get fucked?
1: That's that's an excellent question, Nathan. But wear a hoodie I mean going to pull you, you up. You had people. A guy, one guy coaches 15s and he was amping up. You know, oh look, we played. You know, trial match on the weekend. Some of the decisions were absolutely fucking atrocious, and I was like, wouldn't you just be a fucking delight on the sideline? And 15s are taking it pretty serious. Yeah, or it far
0: right. more serious than you know, They're like yeah, eights. The eights. Yeah. Um, the keeping and score and everything, you yeah, know, obviously that it's, level.
1: You know, if you're having to give messages in junior rugby league because you know the numbers of referees just aren't coming. J- Jackson said last night, "Do you know if I, if I don't make it as a player for the Broncos, yeah. maybe I'll be a, bit a referee." Oh
0: jeez, you wouldn't wish I would wish that on anyone. We
1: had a game. We had a game of touch footy. A couple of mates come up from Sydney. Had a game of touch footy in the backyard, and uh, let me just say. Both my mates from Sydney were, were quite derogatory about Jackson Standard refereeing. He did blow some dud penalties. <laughs> Doesn't like to
0: lose that kid. <laughs> was he blowing them for the, going his way?
1: Yeah. Thank God I was on his team.
0: So what you're saying is that, yeah, the referee thing is is a bad example, but um, but the swinging arm and and, and not getting sent off is not such a, a big
1: thing. I think both in their in their own way. Like, you don't want to... You don't want to see kids go out there on the weekend and and think. Yeah, you know, I don't know that any kids are looking up to Tyson Frizzell as a fucking role model. No. but um, to see that that act, or you know, to see that it proves that they're a tough, you know, tough player or whatever. You don't want them going out there and and emulating that. Yeah, I don't think Tyson Frizzell's a di- dirty player, and I don't think there was any real intent, but.
0: Um, at that I think level was, yeah I, th- I think i think this is bullshit anyway because the reason is i mean if the kids sitting down watching the game on tv the commentators are absolutely shitting on the fact that that mm. dude did that tackle and if you, and and if you're not watching on tv and you're actually live at the ground then the crowd they're just booing and like yeah. saying off 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 there's no there's not a situation where the kids in a position where they, they've got the guy and they're fucking putting you up on the shoulders, and streamers are flying. Yeah, and fucking, I, I think everyone's that, going, Oh my God, you're the hero. You knocked that guy out. I think out.
1: kids are taking far less notice of of a high tackle than they are of their favourite you know, player, yeah. player fucking storming up to the referee whenever a try scored against him yep. um, and, and blowing up that he's got to go upstairs or, or just. Yeah. It, it, that, you can see that in play
0: in junior rugby league. Mm-hmm. Andy Siegs. Hey, cunts, where's the fucking podcast? Oh, what? It's only Monday? My bad. Hash tweet like Saguna. <laughs> 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 you need more emoticons. Undiluted 7. Formerly Mr. Bowles. Daniel Lang. tweeted us, I'd like to thank This Week in League for teaching me the joys of Hash trolling. So, uh, he uh, had a bit of a set-to with Buzz a couple of days ago. Or, or probably, you know, a week last weekend, weekend before. And Buzz was kind of, you know, DMing him going oh you know you know he's such a you know such a good media you know media guy for the club you know i'm gonna fucking you know talk to the ffa and you know try and get your fucking job and he's like yeah you know whatever so buzz takes it to his own newspaper column and he's got like you know the you know shush part one shush part two saint of the week sinners sinner Daniel Lang is media director for the Blacktown Spartan soccer club that plays in the football New South Wales competition. He's also a grub who uses the four-letter C and F words on Twitter. He is, in my opinion, unfit to represent any sports group, let alone a club where women and children are involved. So that fucking clown is basically just trying to take it upon himself to, you know, try and get his job, you know, out of just out of just you know spite because he thinks he
1: because can.
0: Because he thinks he can. Exactly. Exactly. Because he's a
1: powerful media. Identity, yeah.
0: yeah, and he's a total cockhead. But unfortunately, yeah, he is. And you know, we we can joke about buzz and everything on here, and and you know, and people on Twitter joke about it. But that the unfortunate fact is, in um, other sports areas, you know, I've had dealings and been warned off having dealings with him uh, because people in uh, you know in places that can be unfairly influenced by by buzz, you know, hammering them, they do actually um they are fucking scared of him and do fucking toe the line which you know probably gives him more power and feeds him and you know whatever Cruzy06 sent a tweet to um, Gavin Badger hey Badge any chance you want to be a special guest on the best rugby league podcast with the bearded bros this week in league any response not that I saw yeah you know probably fair enough too He's got a magnificent beard. He does have a magnificent beard. I mean, if it was this week in Beards, I mean, I'm sure he'd be fucking delighted to jump on board. Wow. But he's probably gone to do a look, a look of the, you know, the, the titles of the show, and, we you know, there's, like, rest fault Jedi, rest fault... <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably gone, oh, I'm not going to walk into that fucking ambush. Yeah. <laughs> but I will buy one of their delightful scarves. Yes. Uh, the base... Imagine Chateau. if it got
1: cold. Yeah. Imagine, if, like, middle of fucking winter, Penrith or Canberra or somewhere. Oh, here you go, mate. Bang this on. And he's out in the middle of the field. He's like oh, fucking bit chilly. Yeah, mate. Bit chilly, me comb over and beard. Combo's not keeping my head that warm. Wanna <laughs> have to do a little bit of a uh, beanie scarf action yep. for my mates at this weekend league.
0: Yeah. Happy to do it. That would be fucking fantastic. And then
1: <laughs> flash to the fucking you know, a a a decision, a, a try goes upstairs, there's players rushing at him, he's just holding up the scarf. Like, yeah. Read this motherfuckers.
0: Oh, I just can't wait. Until they, you know, they, they always switch to the, you know, they look at the video referees box and things like that with the camera views. I just can't wait for people to be standing in front of it with the flag, oh. <laughs> with the, 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 scarf. the scarf up. You know, refs fault side facing out. It's going it's to be tremendous to, you know, the first time that happens and I think it'll happen a lot. Chapo, what is this rubbish? This week in AFL, less fumble ball references, guys. You are better than that.
1: Who the fuck are you to tell us what we're better than? For starters,
0: we're not. But also, we're not better than that. Fucking one AFL reference, I believe it was. I think it was me saying that Tommy Turbo was taking the fucking high balls like Kazali or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Tell me another fucking sport. He said, oh, you could have said like, I don't know. He said, I remember, I think it was an NBA player. He jumped like, well, no, oh, because it, in NBA, you're not jump, leaping high over the backs mean, of why, other fucking... I don't know
1: why you continue to entertain oh, this bloke. It's just because... No, don't justify it. I just... <sighs> tell him to go and start up his own podcast this week in Virgins. <laughs> And talk about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about. And I'm sure people that are just like him, that are fucking virgins, you know, you virgins and, and you know very, very unattractive people that work at Subway yeah. in Macquarie Fields, yeah. where they don't have to wear shoes to work. I'm sure people that relate to those sort of things
0: will listen to him. Yeah, I just And he can say whatever he wants. I'm just I'm just on a mission to educate ignorant fuckheads. No, you can't eat that's, be. A, that's, that's it, You can't eat bacon. F- yeah, that's right, That's my fatal flaw. Or chapo. Or chapo, which you know, same same. Lynn Shields. Catching up early this morning, fell asleep and nearly had a heart attack when I woke up with you two in my bed.
1: Not for the first time, I might add, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, Chapo again. What is it about NRL teams that have cat? Na- what is it about the NRL teams that have cat names having players with bodies made out of biscuits? For finally, he's tweeted something that's f- fucking hundred percent factually correct. And I don't know. I Yes, yeah, Manly's injury that.
1: crisis at the moment. All
0: right. Yeah. How's Penrith? Sorry. How's Penrith? <laughs>
1: It's not just cat names, is it?
0: <laughs> no, but it is cat names. How has the West Tigers' injuries gone over the last fucking three or four seasons?
1: Oh, look, God, I tend not to live in the past. Um, <laughs> you know. Exactly. What is it about people named James Chapman being fuckheads? Yeah. Oh, that's a phenomenon that <laughs> is worth discussing on This Week in Virgins. <laughs>
0: But someone will have to fucking tell me how it goes because I'm not subscribing to the well, motherfucker. You know,
1: I can't relate to <laughs> yeah. any of that. You know, I wear shoes to work.
0: <laughs> DWKH13. This one I think is, uh, you know, Doug's bring it up, brought it up for the first time, but I think this has come up in the past, but I just want—I couldn't remember, so I just wanted to ask. We'd love to see everyone's grubs, Grub 13. Being a Queenslander, unbiased, unbiasedly I can see Thidae in there. I think we've been down the road of the Grub 13, hey? Yeah, I think so. And and so a few th- seasons ago, but yeah. It may have it might have been like this time last year even. But um oh, really? the, the thing the thing is with that, everyone pretty much submitted this the same side, you know, just maybe wingers were flipped to the other side of the fields and things like that. But uh, generally speaking though, almost identical side because the grubs are fairly um fairly well documented. Uh this is the weirdest this is the weirdest one we've uh oh, nice no, not kind of the weirdest one i have ever had, but I mean this is fucking weird. Aussie one 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 nine eight. Welcome back to the tweets, Jordan, by the way. It's been a while sent us a tweet you weren't missed said uh fuck marry or kill players from your NRL team discuss you know how the, the game works right yeah so I don't know if I could play that too bad it's been initiated <laughs> I know it's ridiculous isn't it you i only answer for you your fuck would be um to power for natural reasons um Mary, Robbie, because you just fucking love him, you know, too much. Uh, you go on a so far. Kill or well, kill would have to be. Uh, like you, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to kill Lawrence Yeah Moulton But I mean he's kind of never around So it's kind of hard to say him.
1: Well he's um, fucking can't, he's, he's got that many broken bones In his legs He can't run away He's a nice target
0: think, Like someone who was on the field last week I don't think that there is anyone That you would want to Ken kill Tim Moulton's made of that
1: much biscuit I'd just have to dip him in milk And he'd just fall apart
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yes yeah, so I think I think Yeah Moulton so, yeah, That's fair That's easy enough man. That wasn't too hard Yeah I've got no, I've got no fucking idea Kill Well That's the easy one (laughs) isn't it (laughs) Kill Kieran Foran Brett
1: Stewart You'd fuck Brett Stewart
0: In a heartbeat No no If I get another fuck one I'll say Wolfman Because he's fucking got a Magnificent beard And he's an attractive guy
1: Fair enough And he'd probably put a bet on it Exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) Marry though I really don't know I don't know Matt Ballon Yeah maybe I'm just mentally just going through the team at the moment. It's like yeah, Matty would have to be close, eh? Hey? Matty, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you probably yeah. It'd be one of those two, one of those two for sure. And I can't think of anyone outside of those two for the marry one. Like realistically, it'd be Beaver, but I mean, you know, he hasn't played for so long that you can't put that in the mix. It is. So Might as well marry a corpse. Okay, where are we? So yeah, by the, yeah, by all means, people. I mean, well, women. Fucking go for it. Easy for you guys to jump in and do and do the the, the I mean yeah you, know, you don't have to be all Charmaine Pallavi about it, but fucking <laughs> you know, it's easy for you to play, but you know, gentlemen, get in there if you uh if you're comfortable enough to, you know, play the game. Super duper Saul tweeted when Hilgenfeld tweeted that one last week with you daydreaming about Sonny Bill. <laughs> Which is hilarious.
1: Um, unfortunately, you know, we're we're not gonna have much to do with Hilgenfeld. Um <laughs> All ties and uh, all collaborative efforts uh, with Jay have been terminated um, and his efforts will no longer be required. <laughs> Until no. such time as he draws me in my natural, handsome state. I just don't understand why he continues to draw you in a realistic type. And you, you know, in a like, fucking exactly like, realistic... No, Nathan. It's caricature. I mean, But yours isn't. It's 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 not honestly, fair. Oh, I just want a fair go. I'm just a little Aussie battler like, trying to make his way in a tough, harsh world. You've been recognised as Carl Pilkington like in ugly, public. Fucking, I mean, at the end of the day, orange-headed fucking git, and it's not fair.
0: <laughs> it's Fucking so accurate though. <laughs> but um, the super duper said, Glenn in that picture reminds me. This is one we haven't heard before. He reminds me of Peter Russell Clark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see that.
0: And his hash should come and get it. Hash, G'day. Hash, where's the cheese?
1: The <laughs> video where it's just like a. And, what about that one where he's just like after it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ.
0: <laughs> Look it up. Peter Russell Clark swearing. It's one of the greatest YouTube videos ever made. Nismo Raiders. Personally prefer when this Week in League podcast is done Wednesday night out Thursday. Seems like Wednesday is signing day in the NRL. Signing, if it's signing's all that we really, you know. I can I can tell you schedule wise I much prefer doing it on Tuesday night because fucking there was a couple of late late nights uh, this last week uh, with both podcasts Duke Aroo 1970 get around him or Duke Roo so yeah 1970 great to hear Nate Glenning up Manly's chances of making the grand final <laughs> uh, the Mitch I E-Y-E, E-Y-E. My new line to move a conversation on. I thought Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. <laughs> 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 They've got hash epic rant, and we've got the epic rant. Uh, uh, Mr. Shando, Mr. Underscore Sando, just finished Eagina episode. Wow, Nate breaking out the fancy vernacular. I didn't realise you were such an educated man. Hash mensa. Wow, that's a big rap. And it's 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 one hundred percent true, but I don't remember what I said that what I said that actually spawned that tweet.
1: I try not to listen when you talk so okay. the next okay, I'm, I'm no
0: help and because the next thing is you've got Paul Mac underscore 78 back in the day I used to fucking hate on Jason Taylor so much like your old man mm. but nothing like the spray they gave for him this week so good uh, we had um, Glenn B underscore wannabe Glenn Blakely wannabe just an update the absence of wannabe is due to the count being suspended but now I'm back there's no stopping hash the Glenn
1: who the fuck would did
0: he get reported
1: who would report him
0: I certainly wasn't me. I love it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone reported. I don't know what the. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. YB two o three. Good germ talk from this weekend league. The NRL pays the bills these days, so say no to grubs, sex offenders, and wife beaters. Let union have them. Here, here. Paul Mac underscore seventy eight. Can I be there when Glenn tells Carly Meehan he's a shitty fucking parent? I did ask if he was related to Carly Mean, And then probably down the track, you might have said that, that, that Willie Means parents were fucking shit. I think
1: he's, I think I started out with it all comes down to shitty fucking parenting.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I stand by it. Yeah. I think that's been a title of an episode in the past too, hasn't it? It has.
1: Yeah. Look, uh, at the end of the day, you can give your kids all the starts in life and all the, you know, try and fucking set them up. But there has to be something there has to be something going awry somewhere if your kid's headbutting someone and stealing their fucking watch when they've got an athletic career fucking mapped out for them.
0: Yep. Exactly. And, you know, had an athletic career in the past too. I mean, you yeah. know, the boxing thing's going well as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, you hear about how, you know, martial arts, how it much it benefits when you have know, level heads out kids and things like that. Well, um, yeah, not so much. Oh, Willie. Andy underscore C's, I just replayed from my wife where G blasted the Smurf hat off Napoleon's head, meaning his brother, the exotic Dennis Valente. She was very amused. Plus, she thinks I'm a cockhead. Which comes down to your standard. We're talking about your default one Yeah. You start off about people being cockheads.
1: She's obviously, I mean, some of her previous life choices haven't haven't probably gone to plan. She's yep. ended up marrying him. Um, but, you know, if she thinks he's a cockhead, she's, you know, she's well on the path to redemption. <laughs>
0: Mr. underscore wars, good this week in league at this week, thoroughly enjoyed it, and not because I was sitting on a carrot while listening. But sure, you know, and didn't, then later sure on, it the he did sends, the sends us a picture of, of him in the, the revelation t shirt and and jocks, yeah, saying, from years you know, ago. Remember Dick was the revelation of the year or the revelation of the season or something. We can't retweet it, unfortunately, because his account's locked down. Convenient. I just can't believe someone can talk that much whilst their top knot is longer than their penis. Yeah. Longer than his body really I mean he's like He's a slight He's a slight human being Let's be real yeah. <laughs> He
1: makes Kate Moss Look like Arnold Schwarzenegger He
0: <laughs> makes like, Kate Moss Look like Yokozuna <laughs> <laughs> Super Grover 4 ha ha, ha 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 At next week in league Gold Get fucked Starlord underscore punk. Wanted to hit you guys up on the Graham pointing thing. Remember we were talking about the bent finger point. like mm, you know, The crooked finger of red. Yeah, he said it's a it's a Brit amateur thing. Everyone thought it was a rule and you'd be sin if you pointed, basically. Right. So thereby, doing that... You're pointing, you're, not pointing, you're pointing at the bloke next to you. <laughs> you're trying to get off on a technicality or yeah. something. Fuck me dead. I'm pointing at myself, sir. Yeah. Don't send me off. TBI Penguin. I'm a French aristocrat, governor. <laughs> I don't point at people. TBI Penguin Nate spot on with your spray about players not putting in nothing shits me more Uh, Casey shout at the devil that foreign rant by Nate was the best thing I've ever heard on this week in league thank you and then we've got some other ones uh, Eads Eddie's 85 loving the foreign rant excellent work Scarecrow 23 fucking gold rant against Kieran Foran hash highlight of my day and uh, Andy Sieg's what the fuck? I suggested playing the beers. Where was my credit? you got to make it easy for us. Send us a link. Don't just say, oh, blah, blah, something, something, beers. And I go, what the fuck is that? It's next.
1: I just wonder, you know, like, what a sad life this bloke's had. Growing up, <laughs> sitting at the breakfast table, stealing his brother's breakfast, and therefore fucking stunting his development well, physically.
0: Smurfing, smurfing. Yeah. pup Smurf Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking, you know, taking the extra wheat bicks and, and smiting his brother Dennis and therefore, you know
0: hampering Considing into
1: a life of, of hampering of his physical development. <laughs> and then, you know, still needing still you know, you, you got the you got the good genes in the family, mate. You don't have to go through life as a fucking toad. And <laughs> now you still want credit for the smallest of things like a fucking
0: song. God, there's just
1: there's yeah. no end to it.
0: Yeah, and honestly, honestly, I don't I don't remember, but uh, if you sent it through, then um, all credit to you two, sir. And our deepest apologies for the egregious oversight in not crediting you when we played the Beards and the end of last episode for like 20 seconds. The end. Um, now, we had a uh, bit of a chat last week about the, the players that you hate to see scoring against your, your team. And there was a Tigers person that came through and said, Gaznia. Oh, okay. That was, say, was Saguna. Was it Saguna that said Gaznia? Mm. A Tigers person. How dare you? Well, I, I didn't know if it was, you the know... The fuck do like, you not remember that guy? Or? He
1: tweets out of 6,000 times a week and sends us 87 messages on Facebook.
0: All I remember was Mark near and it was a Tigers supporter. I'm going to give resources. him your number. Yeah, fuck, I'll give him your number.
1: He, he knows, knows that fucking, I don't like him. And your home He's number. He's not going to ring
0: me. And your fucking work number. That'll be all Saguna all day. <laughs> the fucking Saguna stories. Fucking like Saguna stories TV. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to give him your number. All right, then. That's right. So... DJ X-Plane emails me, Mark Gazzini's career, and uh, basically, if you look at the, the tries scored and everything, let me try and, you know, it's it's, it's DJ X-Plane, so it's a fucking spreadsheet. You need a bloody, you know, some sort of diploma from NASA to read the fucking thing. However, Could indeed. Could you imagine? It is true. He scored 21 tries against the the West Tigers far exceeding the second most he scored against the team, which was the Rabbits, and that was 12 tries. So yeah, far he did, exceeding. he did always carve us up. Yeah, he also played more games against the Tigers than any other team, scored more tries against the Tigers than any other team, still has the highest score, try scoring rate than against any other team, uh, against the Tigers. He scored 1.24 tries a game against the Tigers. And the scoring rate against uh, against Tigers is uh, 2.33 times greater than his overall try scoring rate. So, um, indeed, he was a tiger slayer. And uh, then he, he's broken it down, like, you know, the year and the which round the game was and what position he was playing at the time and how many tries he scored. Unbelievable statistics. And there was one game where he scored four tries. He scored three tries. Scored, let's, let me say a hat trick. Uh, four times against the Tigers. DJ, explain. Is, is he single? No, he's not.
1: He's not? No.
0: And uh, he, uh, he scored zero tries when it really mattered in the 2005 finals. I want to see a spreadsheet of his sexual statistics. Why, why do you want to know that? Because I know he'd have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back on the 13th back, back of April, he's yeah. yeah, uh, a little bit tired. Look, a little bit our uh, oh, our frequency in, <laughs> uh, in
1: April pales in comparison to our, uh, our February statistics where we were uh, 3.337 repeater times more likely to bone on the couch than we are in April.
0: <laughs> um, back to Gaznia, rather than DJX playing Spurging Source. Um, he only scored one try against the Tigers since coming back from France. So that's interesting. So it all happened before then. His best streak was 12 tries from six games from 2002 to the first game of 2005. Yep. So, a destroyer. And then we've got some bonus stats here, which aren't related to the, 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 the team scoring against you. It was the Watmo, Dropmo. And we've got his errors <laughs> the last three seasons, including this season. Uh, in 2013, he had 15 errors, 15 penalties, um, and 38 missed tackles. 2014, 12. 12 errors, 8 penalties, 30 missed tackles. So, he actually improved in 2014. Um, although, he didn't play as many games, I don't think. Uh, 2015, so far... Seven errors, two penalties, seventeen missed tackles, um, in already six, in six games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, his errors per game is one point one seven this year, which is pretty much double his other the, the other years. Penalties per game 0.33, which is down. That's the lowest figure out of all those. And his missed tackles per game two point eight three, which is significantly higher than the one point eight and one point five eight of the other of the other years. So, statistically speaking. Yes, it is a drop-mo year. Um, he's looking at uh, record drop-mo statistics by the conclusion of the season, <coughs> I, think, your amazing I think Arthur is on to th-
1: something. I think he is you know, he's trying
0: too hard. No, was, that, was that his excuse, was it? Sorry? That was his, that oh, was before, his justification for this movie. week's game. Um, yeah, but about, it's not just yeah, this man. week's game. It's like pretty much round two onwards, right? Yeah, yeah but,
1: that but that's the play, what he's saying. He's this play,
0: season, yeah. he's trying too hard. E. Okay, where are we? And so on the players, the the, the players scoring in your team, Troy underscore 79, he's a Canberra supporter. I have three players I hate to see scoring tries against us. It was Carney and now Dugan and Ferguson. I hate those cunts. Hash cunt stains. Wow. And I get the blame for saying cunt on the show all the time, apparently. Most of the time I'm reading out your fucking tweets, all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> JR underscore Buff on the same topic. Any Broncos player named 1-17... to 17, and then he went on to say another tweet, that, another tweet that I have here, where he just ba- said basically, you know, there's there's no device available, there's no do- you know th- to measure the, the amount of hatred I have for that side. Um, and the final word goes to uh, Matty Boyle again, Matt, Jim, Frank B. So finally, my free podcast drops for which I pay nothing, so I ain't gonna bitch and moan like all the other cunts. There you go. Smartest T- thing, he's DJ, ever said. explain needs to throw some statistics out. How many times do I say cunt when it's like. Me saying it, and how many times I'm reading it from other people's <laughs> faces. Facebook is not going to be adding to his
1: sexual statistics if he's doing that. <laughs> no. How uh, hard is it when I'm this tired? And how hard is it to say statistics? I just busted it out there, and that was all right. Oh. The other two
0: attempts were pretty fucking poor. Hashmancer,
1: the vernacular. Just going to <laughs> apologise in advance. I uh, filled up with diesel on the way, and. Uh, the, the car,
0: the car, he filled up the car, he didn't yeah, just suck in... Yeah, not me, I didn't. You filled up on diesel
1: fumes, I filled the car up with diesel, and uh, the lady at the service station said, oh, you look like you're ready to go home and jump into bed. And I was like, actually, no. No, I won't be doing that until about 1.30am.
0: I'd be like, you know, very interesting, you know, your, your theories are an interesting service station lady, but can you please point me to your, to your medical qualifications, particularly in the realm of sleep deprivation? <laughs> <laughs> at which point she put the plexiglass down and pulled out a shotgun
1: get out yeah exactly she was like how dare you insult my low paying fucking silly hour working job I'll consult my idol James Chapman who will uh, converse with you regarding your poor attitude towards service station attendants slash subway workers barefoot subway workers
0: Matt Landrigan the Aussies man alive also the wearer and owner of these lucky St. George the crustiest undies alive they're literally alive he's tweeted us after the Dragons game it is 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 it possible the more abuse these lucky undies take the luckier they get luckier and itchier so (laughs) (laughs) we'll see Um, you're dead you're not going to get them off him shortly yeah and uh, Saguna on Facebook he's come back to Facebook because he uses too many emojis to, to you know on Twitter he just runs out of characters good day fellas I thought I would never see this day coming, but in the three years I have listened to this podcast for the first time, I can truly say that, Nate, I enjoyed listening to your post-game review on Manly, for once you spoke the truth and didn't go through your weekly excuses checklist. What also I enjoyed the most was you didn't call Manly at the beginning the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, because you've come to realise that at the moment they are utterly in one hell of a free-fall decline, oh, and are shit... Ricky Bobby once said, if you're not first, you're last. And that's where they currently sit on the ladder, which is a pleasant sight to see. Well, I mean, you also smited your own team there because they're not first either, motherfucker. You giving it to Foran reminds me of what Benji did for the Tigers in his last two years there. He's just a passenger in your side at the moment. Should not be in the team. Little John deserves a fair chance at 5'8". Unfortunately for Foran, he cannot wait to fuck off Capitals out of the club and go grab his early retirement paycheck at the Eels. Keep up the honesty, Nate, and I look forward to listening to your next post-match take on Manly. Regards. And he doesn't, talk, you know, Saguna, now it's my Saguna eighty-five. So my Saguna eighty-five block and report that, <laughs> <laughs> mate. It's always honesty. The mighty manly Seagulls thing. I must. That was just a fucking. That was just a freak accident. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Your re- subconscious is taking over. I didn't. I, like I, didn't, realize, I didn't realize that. I didn't Interesting
1: pay that. pickup. He obviously pays attention.
0: Yeah. Clearly hangs on everything. Looking for you know stuff to throw in his spank bank. Now the memberships. We put it to you guys last week that you know if we got another 20, we'd we'd reopen them. In the end, we just like fucking reopen it, and then you know you guys who say who complain that they were they were, they were stopped and they'd run out money where the mouth is, and that's happened to an extent. But we still need to sell uh, probably another 10 of those those new ones. So get in there if you want to get one because uh, this is it, super over and out. We've given you guys the extra opportunity, so please take advantage of it. Run TMB. Mitch Doyle thirteen sent us a tweet and said that um that you'd sell more just by reproducing some run DMC shirts. Hash shit fans, hash I'd buy one, hash officially not official, hash copyright. We get our asses handed to us, wouldn't we? Yes, yes we would. But he is his point on the shit fans is hundred percent correct. Also exacerbated by Todd Hasthorpe, Canberra fan, who I've seen in a Broncos jersey when he's been tagged along to Broncos games with Cruzy. He's just returned from Darwin, I believe, a long fair he's a couple of years up there. He's bought two run TMB shirts. No tie whatsoever. Doesn't even give a fuck about Does the He Does not give a fuck. He gives a fuck about the show, and he gives a fuck about Glenn. He wants to see the shirt fucking happen. I
1: think he wants to have sex with me. And quite frankly, willing to allow it.
0: He's put you over the line. Your prize, two T-shirts. <laughs> so, yeah, get, get in there, Tigers fans. I mean, what are we at now? It must be 12, something like that. No, nah, it's more than that. Really? The three, three went, three went down. I think it was fifteen. And then we had three, two from Todd and one from another guy. So I think I think it's twelve. But yeah, in any case, we're getting up to that ten that Tiger Benji was going to buy. So well, good. Let's <laughs> sh- 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 go ahead soon. <laughs> the jerseys. Now you guys would have seen on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram over the last twenty-four hours. It's out there. The pricing is out there. $79.95 plus shipping. To get an ISC made uh, Twill Nation This Week in League football jersey made from the same material and the same manufacturer as you know many of the you know, a third of the teams in the combo, over a third of the teams in the NRL. Yep. Um mainly included in, in that. I don't think East they do East who else they do. They do the Tigers this year. Yep. Yep. So awesome, awesome for your jersey at half the cost. Of what uh, you know, your cl- your club side charges you for their for their jerseys. Just makes so much sense. And like, given the fact that like our margins are so much lower than these guys, it just shows how much that the, the the football clubs have been fucking their fans up the arse with you know barbed wire wrapped exactly. baseball bats, dipped in fucking resin and rolled in glass like fucking kickboxer, <sighs> and then bashed- Look, I'm going to struggle to talk if you keep giving me a <laughs> boner, but um,
1: <laughs> it's. I'm pretty proud of it. I think it looks fantastic. It's So far, looks it's it's been well-received, yep. and uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how that translates to orders once the pre-order's up.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, because based on people going, oh, fuck, you know, I think we had at least th- three of those memes from, like, Fry from F- Futurama, like, yeah. you know, fucking take, yeah, take, yeah, yeah, yeah. take my money. There's at least no less than three of them, probably more. Plus, yeah, honestly... I think we, I think we we'll get forty straight up based on what people are saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. But of course, you know, we'll see how it goes. But they're going to be on sale by the time you're listening to this. They're going to be up on sale, so the links will go out over social media, and you'll know what time it is. Just comments on the jersey. We had. Um,
1: <laughs> Don't let uh, me down, my pretties. Karim Kieran said, out.
0: "When will the away strip come out? Perhaps the heritage round, Women in the league round. Oh, the possibilities." <laughs> know the possibilities <laughs> this is probably going to be it unless we sell you know like 50 of them in a day and we go well okay well maybe people do want it yeah but
1: I, I think you know one's going to do us at least for a season or two yeah
0: uh, and Captain Kickass underscore Captain Kickass, who formerly I mean probably still is but he was he was the creator of the Facebook group for the, the, the Joel Romulo slash the Ottoman fan club um, he said it looks like the type of thing to get a man laid better send me three Done. 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 So, yeah, get on the uh, yeah, we send in the links out for these things all the time, but we really appreciate this. Are you really going to
1: buy one for Chapo, if that being the case?
0: Sorry, buy one
1: for Chapo? Yeah. Why, why do I have to buy well, one for Chapo Jersey for? gets me and laid, you,
0: you know, you're looking after him. Yeah, I'm just trying to make him less ignorant. I'm not trying to, to, to get the guy laid, because, I mean, you know, that's know, it's much a sex crime on the other one, isn't it? Wow. You know. I see where, where you're coming from. I mean the jersey's magnificent but I don't think it, I don't think that the jersey on Chapo could even convince a fucking fleshlight to have a go. News. Okay, uh, the first story. Just want to talk about Glenn Stewart on Monday night football with his dive. He's come out today, very honest of him. Though I must, you know, I'll give him credit on that count. Um, he came out and admitted he took a dive to deny North Queensland a try during the 30 to 12 loss he had on Monday night. He fell after colliding with Cowboys forward Ethan Lowe as Michael Morgan scooted over for a try on a stroke of half time. Referee Adam Devcich referred the decision to video referees, who came back with the no try verdict. JT expressed his extreme frustration towards the referee over the decision. Uh, Devshi said uh, to Thurston both he and video referees felt Stewart was unfairly obstructed by Lowe, but on Tuesday at a Rabideau's recovery session, Stewart admitted to taking a dive to draw the obstruction ruling describing it as gamesmanship. To be honest, I wasn't going to get there to tackle Morgan, so I tried something and it came off. Everyone wants to win. I wasn't going to get to the bloke, so I had a crack, unfortunately, it went our way. In a game, you do everything you can win and I just had a crack. Uh, he made no apologies for his actions. You've seen other people try and do it. It's within the rules, and while a lot of people out there are probably giving it to me, we are out there trying to win. If we'd won by four or two or two or four points, I probably would be copying it a lot more, but we would still have the two competi- competition points. I was pretty surprised, to be honest, that they uh, didn't award the try. It's gamesmanship. A fair bit goes on week to week, and if I cop it uh, about it, I cop it about it.
1: Pretty, like you say, pretty honest assessment um, yeah. and reasoning. I, I just think. On these sorts of situations, becoming quite prevalent, players taking dives
0: um, when tries are scored or... those you know, players taking dives. Oh, fucking...
1: Every team... Greg Ingalls fucking it.
0: taking dives to, to draw penalties for um, fucking uh, spear tackles. I just
1: think that, you know, the NRL could really take the upper hand here and start penalising, um, you know, if it's done as this one was in the act of, you know, the opposition team scoring a try, why not... You know, when it's as blatantly obvious as that, that a bloke has taken a dive. Yeah. Fucking possible eight-point try. Yeah. Well, you know, mate, give them... There's a tangible uh, tangible punishment there for, for, for a pretty fucking poor action on the field. Um, it's not... It's, I get where he's coming from. They are out there to win, and, and at the end of the day, it's all about those two competition points. But it's not in the spirit of the game. And I just yeah. think you know, that's the only thing that's going to stop these, you know, these fucking behemoth behemoths of men <laughs> being knocked over by a feather when there's a when there's a try in the offing.
0: Yeah, look, I I've, I, you know, I don't like it, but I've got I don't have much of a problem with Clint Stewart doing it at all because at the end of the day, the onus for this whole thing, players could do it every tackle if they wanted to, but the onus is upon the referees to realise the difference. Between someone fucking having a go and someone being legitimately taken out, and if they can't figure it out, then they deserve to have players trying it on even more and more. Fucking sort yourselves out, referees. That's my point of view on it. mean anyway, that's and then you know get that man a scarf. And your th- your your point is to go a step further and actually punish him for doing it. You know what? If the referees could just you know go well, clearly that guy's fucking dived. Like you know, then they just, just go belittle them.
1: Yeah. Get a go You know, call a guy out and say, mate. Yeah, you know, the get captain, the referee to hand him a little gold trophy. Yeah,
0: the try, so. the, the try, the try gets awarded, and then they players blump. Well, there's a fucking obstruction. You go, no nah, mate, we watched the replay five times. You took a dive, man up, cut. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly how they should uh, get their point across. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to turn the game into soccer, but I think rather than like a punishing the players who do it thing, I think it should just be not rewarding the play. You know, and the referees can easily have the act have the the facilities and the fucking technology available to do that unless someone's like you know fucking Marlon Brando of diving or some shit <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's Glenn good. Stewart maybe I, he's a I, maybe he's a Marlon Brando of diving I don't know so. but um <laughs> he's a Glenn Blakely of diving I mean let's face it I mean we want to talk about know, similarities
1: well I'm a bit disappointed he doesn't have the beard anymore yeah he's rocking the handlebars but um, I think that was on purpose he just needs to
0: become his own guy. He does get away from the Greenblayley comparison. Come
1: out from under the, un, you know, come out from the shadow. That's a long fucking shadow. Well, it's not that long. I'm not that tall.
0: <laughs> Fairly wide shadow, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, crowds. Um, I saw an article today, and uh, I can't remember which publication it was in, unfortunately. But he said, uh, "Are NRL crowds down, or are they just being reported more accurately than in the past?" Oh, I f- I have no idea where I've heard that. Before. (laughs) Um, You know, probably a podcast. I can't remember which one, though. The reality is probably both, with the NRL having introduced uniform and electronic counting methods for measuring attendances by all 16 clubs. After six rounds of NRL fixtures, Crowds have totaled 762,950 for an average attendance of 16,232 over the 47 matches. By comparison, last year's opening six rounds of matches drew attendance of 734,500 for an average of 15,627, but Easter was later in 2014, so no final conclusion can be drawn from the figures, while the NRL this year scheduled five games on Anzac Day that are expected to boost crowd numbers. A more significant reason for why it is so difficult to make a direct comparison is the way crowds used to be counted before the implementation of electronic turnstiles at NRL grounds with Pepper Stadium, Leichhardt Oval, Campbelltown Stadium and Ramonda Stadium among the last to be updated during upgrades of facilities at those venues. As recently as three years ago, the crowd figures at some grounds were considered little more than an educated guest, while some clubs included all tickets allocated including life members who didn't turn up, rather than the number of fans who actually attended the match. Former Melbourne Storm chief executive Ron Gouchy told Fairfax in 2011 that the Storm's previous administration had inflated crowd figures and claimed it was a practice that was commonly occurring at other clubs.
1: So that was, a, that was a line from the Melbourne Storm they trotted out a lot of times over the over the years. Yeah, everyone else is doing it. Yeah, so we do too. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to get it right. People have got to walk lot, through like, a
0: fucking the, turnstile. Of yeah, you know. I've, I've brought up anecdotes about that sort of... What have they got at Remondis or Lycart? they got
1: someone with one of those
0: little clickers? Well, it's got to put the turnstiles through now We actually got to scan the ticket mm. and then, you know, all your, all your membership card and then it clicks over, you know? Who's paying for that at Leichhardt? Not Balmain, that's for sure. <laughs> well, no, they pay for shit. <laughs> They're sleeping on the couch at Leichhardt, really. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, look, I've said that before. I mean, it's certainly happened at Brookvale, and it's the difference why, you know, a, a, a 16,000 or a 17,000 crowd is absolutely packed at Brookvale. And people say, oh, why is it only 17,000? I mean, that was, you know, against Parramatta in fucking nineteen ninety something it was two, you know, 21 or 22,000. Because that 22,000 was probably a fucking made-up figure. That's <laughs> that's why. And uh, Brookvale packed is probably 18,000, maybe 19,000. Absolute packed to the rafters. So when you look at the crowd figures, I mean, it is just it is just a a, a victim of the counting techniques over years gone by and that's uh turns out competition wide uh doctors put this one in because this is another thing that we've been talking about a bit as far as having independent doctors come in and manage the concussion tests and things like that so club doctors with vested interests don't uh you know put the players welfare last and the team's welfare first and uh australian olympic team medical director dr david hughes has cautioned the nrl against rushing to appoint independent doctors to oversee concussion assessments at games Uh, He's the chief medical officer of the uh, Australian Institute of Sport. He said, uh, while there may eventually be a case for the introduction of match day doctors, as Rugby Union now has at international and super rugby level, he believes it's not a a move that the NRL should make at this stage. Uh, Wayne Bennett has called for independent doctors to rule on concussions. However, this guy, uh, he's worked as a team doctor for the Raiders, Brumbies, Wallabies, Manchester City, Fulham FC, Bath Rugby and London Wasps. So I'd say he's fairly knowledgeable. Well credentialed. And yeah, very well credentialed. said the move could create further problems if a coach or officials from the side who lost the player for a concussion assessment disagreed. Well, that's what we expect to happen, you know? He said, while I understand that it may take pressure off the team doctor, it does place that particular individual in a position of power and therefore pressure because if they make a decision that seems to go one way for one team and another way for another team, you can imagine the screws come on again. It can seem like a really simple and straightforward solution, but I think it's a little more complex than that. Um... He also said there's logistical problems with introducing independent doctors and questions whether the NRL could find enough medics with the experience to make such decisions. I'm not speaking as someone who's just a bureaucratic doctor in an office. I have covered teams, so I think I have an appreciation of just how difficult the role of a team doctor is in professional contact sport. I really support and applaud the NRL for bringing in the match head injury assessment, which sets out a clear criteria for the removal of a player who cannot return and the removal of a player for assessment. Who may be able to return? That aligns the NRL with what's happening in other codes and with best practices in concussion around the world. Look, I think if their test is so well planned out, then just because you know one player from each team may have, a, have to go through a concussion test, one player is allowed back, one player is not. I'd like to think because it's an independent doctor, the reason behind that is because one player is concussed at the point where they can't return, hmm. and one player is not concussed at the point when they can't return. and It's as simple as that. I
1: just. <coughs> I take the man's point, and he's certainly got a whole lot more experience in the field than I have. But mm-hmm. I just wonder, you know, what the, what the solution is. If you if you're going to leave it in the in the club doctor's hands, then it's just going to be exploited till yeah, <laughs> till the cows come home. But you know, independent doctors has to be the way to go. And I get that, you know, no solution isn't going to be without pitfalls, but. Uh, if it's an independent guy and they've, you know, they're applying the same protocol and procedures uh, to every concussion assessment or, you know, injury, etc., yep. then, you know, more often than not, you're going to get the right result, and the player's welfare is going to be put first and foremost. Because um, right at the moment, if a player's borderline, then he plays. Yeah. And sometimes even if he's a fair way past borderline, he plays and that's because the club doctor's making the decision, and he's got a vested interest um, in keeping his his role. I'm not saying they're doing anything illegal as such, but um, when you're given a, pro- a professional opinion um, and you're starting to think about things, well, if I start ruling players out all the time, maybe they're going to look for another club doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing can taint your thought process. So, um, I think if it's ind- independent, ran and and uh, and controlled by the NRL, then that's that's exactly what needs to
0: happen. Agree. Okay. And lastly, this one just added on um, before we started because it uh, really only came out just before we started recording tonight. But um, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles have appointed Rugby League Immortal Bob Fulton to the position of strategic football consultant, which will support the club's football operations. We are extremely proud to have an immortal past captain and coach of the mighty Seagulls come back into the inner sanctum, said Seagulls chairman Scott Penn. Bob has won premierships as both a player and a coach with the Seagulls, is currently an advisor to Laurie Daly in the New South Wales Blues, and is the current Australian selector. Bob's initial focus will be to support head coach Jeff Tuvey and CEO Joe Kelly with our talent identification and recruitment program, and also to assist in the development of a long-term football plan that is designed to ensure sustained on-field success for our club. Fulton For his part, expressed his excitement at the prospect of returning to his former team. I'm pleased to be able to contribute to the Seagulls and provide support and advice to the football department. Whilst always remaining a passionate Seagulls life member, it's exciting to have an opportunity to help craft the future of the club. Uh, Joe Kelly, thrilled to secure someone of Bob's stature to this key position, um, which complements the additional resources that have been invested into the football department since November 2014. (sighs) Like Biscuits. The success that Bob has achieved as the former player and coach of the Seagull speaks for itself. Our club is incredibly fortunate that someone of Bob's credentials and standing within rugby league has accepted the opportunity to assist with our football department. And Artubi said, Bob has an incredible knowledge of the game and I'm heartened to have someone of his reputation supporting the club. Bob and I have shared considerable success in the past and I look forward to reviving that formidable partnership.
1: Smart move. I think uh, there's a lot of people going down this path. So um, let's
0: like simplify and say, basically it seems to be like a Gus gould penrith situation. Yeah, yeah, and
1: that's that's my point there's a few yeah. clubs um going down this path and and employing, you know, th- you know, different titles but essentially yeah. a, you know, a, a full operations sort of, yeah. sort of sort of guy you, they don't come much more uh better credentialed than than Bob Fulton as a player, as a coach, um yeah. and just someone that's generally involved with the game. Not much of a selector, probably keep him away from that, but um <laughs> Uh, I think it's a a fairly shrewd move. I just wonder what side of the fence he sits on. He wouldn't have got the job if he was um,
0: if wasn't a pen guy. Well, I don't think I think he's above all that shit anyway. Really, I think this 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 is. I'm waiting to hear back on whether this is good news or bad news because um, I'm I'm instantly suspicious of anything that the pens do at the moment and um. Because the fucking, the, the, just the absolute fabrications that they put into public through uh, through Zorba, you know, via Zorba into to Bulldog Richie, It's just ridiculous. I mean, just for example, the one where the interview with Scott Penn the other day where he was saying, oh, the Glenn Stewart thing, you know, we were outvoted four to three on the Glenn Stewart thing. We wanted to keep him. No, that's actually bullshit. There was never a vote on the Glenn Stewart thing. It was unanimous the whole time. And Scott Penn was on the retention committee that made the decision not to offer him a contract. So, get fucked. Um... So I don't I don't trust that you know anything that the pens have to say or do. So it makes it make, means that I'm constantly looking for the fucking smoking you know, the gun. Down, Yeah, I'm looking for the downside. What could happen here? Well, you know, hypothetically, let's say that they decide they wanted to asshole Jeff Toby. You can't do that. The fans will absolutely right I mean, there's already been talk of you know people you know wanting to get petitions and everything and you know, hash boycott Brookvale. You know, all this sort of shit. But um. The thing is, what if what if you had an absolute legend, someone who could have been a life member status person based on their playing career, and then a separate life member status person based on their coaching career at the club? We bring him in. He's like the manliest, manly guy that ever manlied outside of probably Arco, except for that time he spent at the Roosters. And so if we, yeah, but only I mean, once again, I mean, that was one of those situations where it was, you know, th- they didn't get the best of him. Um, it was all sort of done and dusted. However. Maybe hey, we've got this manly, manly guy in the house, and so they, you know, we bring in a coach that's not a manly person, which is, you know, sacrilege, you know, to do. But that's okay. We've got the manliest, manly guy that ever manlied overseeing it. So it's fucking just chill yourselves out, motherfuckers. I and mean, yeah, maybe it's that kind of thing. I hope it's maybe you're a cynic. I hope it's actually yeah. I'm oh, fucking definitely a cynic. Who wouldn't be? Um, you know, hopefully it is what it is on face value, because I think Jeff TV could uh, could uh, benefit from the support of Bob Fulton immeasurably uh i'm not sure about his junior talent well actually no bob Fulton's excellent at 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 selecting junior talent and basically what he's he's basically stacked beacon hill where i think his son coaches he stacked a he, he basically takes the best talent from every other fucking local club stacks beacon Hill to the point where teams forfeit rather than play them and, and then beacon hill has to go and play in other city competitions so wow. so i mean you know if he wants to start hoarding the talent the young talent in the nrl then be my fucking guest <laughs> sounds great <laughs> um so yeah i guess we'll see how it all plays out and i hope to hear more you know reasonably soon about what the what the the temperature's like about the thing but i mean at face value it looks like a good thing but i'm always trying to look for the look for the the gotcha Recaps for round six of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. This one kicked off Friday Night Football. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 22, defeated Newcastle Night 6 at the tip. And uh, the Sharkies, 22 points came from tries to Jack Bird, Luke Lewis, Ben Barber, Chris Hyington. And uh, the conversions, one from two for Valentine Holmes. Uh, Gordon got a couple of uh, misses, and he also got two from two in the penalty goals. The Night 6 points came from try two parte, and a penalty goal to Tyrone Roberts again the the youthful enthusiasm off, enthusiasm off the back
1: of some strong forward momentum was the key for the sharkies and um it's uh, it's worked out for them yeah and they get their tails up they're uh you know they they've they've got some skill with uh, with bird and Holmes and you know guys like that they and i think some of the forwards are, are feeding off it as well I, I, you get the you get the impression they'll be tested soon, um, with you know some tougher games coming up. But you know they they knocked the Roosters off. Mm-hmm. Um, the Knights were flying higher not two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Um well, so, this was a second successive pretty you know lacklustre Knights performance. Yeah,
1: it, I think for the moment the Sharkies um, have cracked the code as to what's going to work for them, um, and and maybe the way they utilise Barber. On Friday night might just be the the way to get the best out of him for that particular side. But on the nights they they really need to adjust to how teams are standing up to them through the middle. Um, you know that's those first few games that they won they were they were pretty brutal around the ruck and and you know on the fringes they fairly uncompromising and and you know to the a bit of niggle and teams now have, have worked it out and they're standing up to them and. It, they're going to get found out if they if they prove to be one trick ponies. So, um, next couple of weeks will be interesting for the Knights. They're going to have to uh, adjust and and adapt to to how they're doing things. Or you know, this there'll, there'll be a few more losses Keeps in the light.
0: future. Yep. And um, we were talking before we recording tonight. Like, uh, what brought it up about Jack Bird? For we talking about uh, the oh, there's a rugby
1: league week article saying you know he's he rookie of the year
0: and played three games. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, but if he keeps it up. If he keeps strong, playing like that, it'll be an absolute strong, start to chew in. strong case for revelation too. Just mm. quietly, um, I saw someone on Twitter. his fans know they knew. Yep, don't you? I had him in my super coach team since the start of season too, because I knew you know you get a run and hopefully you make me some cash. But as it turns out, he's actually a point scoring guy too, so mm. he's you know keeping his spot. I saw someone do a bet today for the M medal. Sean Johnson, Jack Bird, five hundred dollars. Wow! At 81,
1: was it put on by Mr. or Mrs. Bird?
0: No, no, no. But there you go. Fucking crazy, eh? Hey? It's worth a tenner. Let's be honest. Like it's probably worth a tenner, but 500? Gotta relax, man. Fuck no. Uh, the tweet, the Mitch I second game for him anyway. Wolf tickets. I wish Knights had a hash run TMB equivalent. Hash stumble trip RMG. Roberts Mullen Gidley. Ben Dunn 43 The Knights wearing this oh Jesus Christ It's so hard reading tweets That are written by people Who who make grammatical errors Let me start that again The Knights Wearing high viz Makes it easier to see How shit they are right now True story No one's going to fall off a ladder While those jerseys are around Not not at all motivated By the fact that your brother Is a Knights fan Solzy 04 Great effort from the Sharks In terrible conditions Absolute star on the rise Was my 8 year old nephew Kalen at half time JR underscore buff. Matt Landrigan, a.k.a. Aussiest Man Alive. What is the availability of your lucky undies? I need them for next week's Knights game. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> so they start sharing around. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitch Poole, 0 1. Sharks undefeated in April. Can we crown them April Premiers already? Cash no. up up Cronulla. No, because there's like another two, perhaps three games to go. Brisbane Broncos, 22, defeat the Sydney Roosters, 18, Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos, 22, came from a double to Ben Hunt and Alex Glynn with tries. Corey Parker, two from two conversions. Corey Parker, three from three penalty goals, including some of, you know, dubious. Um, Roosters, 18, tries with Sean Kenny Dow, James Maloney, and Boyd Cordner. James Maloney, three from three conversions.
1: The way they started out with the Roosters scoring very early on, uh, got the feeling that it was going to be a long night for the Broncos, but they managed to steady themselves, and, and this ended up probably, one, probably being the best game of the year so far. Uh, it had everything, including the Broncos entering some of their haters. Um, I think they really the Roosters obviously thought they could overpower the Broncos' smaller forwards, and in turn, the Broncos wanted to get the Roosters get at the Roosters through the middle. And that led to a really a really good contest and, and, you know, caught a lot of the game in the morning in the replay, but, um, you know, and it was pretty impressive on TV as well. But live, some of the contact of the forwards um, from, you know, defensively from both teams was, was really impressive. That first contact, there was some fucking people getting belted out there. Yep. Um,
0: Old-fashioned prop battle.
1: Yeah. And, you know... Hargraves and, and Thaiday went out it, and you could you could see they were talking to each other in the in, you know in the line. Sammy wanting. got himself
0: a new contract, perhaps. Yeah, I, I think, think he,
1: with the way he came out, he um he certainly didn't do himself any harm. That's for sure. Um, I really think that the Broncos stood up, you know, to the Roosters' game plan and, and managed to to execute their their own game plan at, at getting at the Roosters through the middle. And um, yeah, I, I think this. This win is, is certainly very impressive, but it also, the, the confidence that the Broncos would get out of it, because they really beat the Roosters at the Roosters' own game.
0: When you make it the penalty goal to go 8-6, when when ultimately the game came down to extra time that, you know, occurred because of that. Yeah. I'm not going to say restful because, I mean, fuck, you know, at the end of the day... It was early, you know, in the context of the game, was, yeah, sure, but in the, in the in the context of the game in terms of when it happened, you know, there's plenty of football to be played after that point.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the Broncos probably extended themselves. I think they, you know, I'm not saying they're not a good side, but um, to be the, you know, the way that they stuck it to the Roosters, I think, you know, in my opinion, that was a bit of a stretch on, on where I thought their ability as a side was. Yeah. Um, but... The Roosters, I think, probably gave them—you know, didn't do themselves any favours with drop ball, etc., like that. So, And their you know, play, one yeah, penalty decision extra time decision, as well was you know, just like... Sorry?
0: The, the way they played the golden point yeah. as well was just fucking horrible.
1: Shocking. And, you know, Maloney still seems to be out of sorts. And, you know, his contract ceiling's been lowered by the week with the, the,
0: the way that he's playing he at the moment. Want to, he'd want to fucking sort his head out before 2016, let me tell you. <laughs> especially I'm if he goes to Manly I'm not having this shit kind of situation fucking Manly well this is well at the moment I guess it's no different to fucking what it is now but um no I got a, got a DM over the weekend uh, from someone who was with Maloney's wife and said that the, the East have offered East have offered him you know a contract uh, which is okay and uh, Manly have offered him pretty much a, a figure that he can't refuse so whether it happens or not you know, remains to be seen but interesting yeah um, now Another thing is <laughs> Wives Why can't they just be quiet You yeah, just, just got to talk about it Now um got DMs from someone that, um, Have I told you my SKD story I forgot to bring it up at the top of the show But um, <laughs> I'll show you who it is so you know I'm not going to mention any names huh. It was 2008 And I was in 7th form I don't know what that is, that's a, obviously a G seven dickhead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. It's this is a this is at an age where you know, it's a little late high school, I think. Ah, oh, okay. You know, okay. My dad had an apartment in town and when he went away on business, me and my mates had some fucking obscene parties. One time we were having one such party and headed out to the clubs with our fake ID. Sometime in the wee hours of the morning, a fucking massive ugly cunt danced up on me on the dance floor, putting his hands on my hips, trying to pull me to him. So I gave him the um ooh, which he took great offence to. So I ran off to dance with my friends and he fucking followed me. My mate goes, that guy's in the Roosters. But I was suspicious because I didn't recognize him. So I go to him, Oi, if you're in the Roosters, why are you out? You guys are playing tomorrow. To which he explained he'd been ruled out with a niggling injury or something and then told me I'd be seeing him in the Kiwis sometime soon. It's cocking fucking shit. <laughs> I think think he's cocky fucking shit. Anyway, he hung around us for the rest of the night and I batted him back a few more times. Then when we got back to my apartment, we noticed one of our mates was missing and we freaked out calling her and texting, thinking she'd been kidnapped. An hour later, we were about to go out and comb the streets for her when suddenly she appears at the door with a massive smile on her face wearing a bloody rooster's jersey. She'd gone back to the hotel with him and they rooted with his roomie in the bed next to them. And then he's like, okay, you have to go now and gives her one of his jerseys and booted her out. She was happy, though. 17 years old, had a shag with a footy player and got a jersey. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that story, listener. Um- <laughs> Love it. Uh, you guys, the stories never never fail. Yeah, there's plenty
1: us. of them out there. That's <laughs> not even a Saguna
0: story. No, no. I, I believe, you know, I have zero questions on the authenticity of that story. Absolutely. Davey Salter. Thigh Day and letters go head-to-head. Head. Sam, very unfamiliar with fighting one-on-one. <laughs> Although he's, I think he still... back down. I think he fucking got the better of it. Drew underscore Nathan five. Serious question. How the fuck is there still an Orbison in the NRL? He just floats around stealing oxygen. <laughs> uh, my opinion is... I love that tweet. It's hilarious, but I think it's probably somewhat of an exaggeration.
1: It's pretty harsh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd I wouldn't th- I wouldn't think of any Orbison's in you know if, if I was trying to bring to mind the biggest oxygen thieves. I just thieves think it's in Rich in coming
1: world. from that bloke when his own brother is possibly one of the one of the earth's bigger oxygen thieves.
0: Andy underscore Siegs. Speaking of people with brothers that are oxygen thieves. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Brisbane cheerleaders really have nothing on the Pantherettes. A couple of them even Chapo would say no to.
1: No. No Chapeau wouldn't. Um <laughs>
0: No, he wouldn't, but I take your point. Yes, you're right. But I take, you know, but yeah, saying I would say no to anything is, is ridiculous. Uh, Starlord, underscore punk. If nothing else, the last two weeks have shown that RTS has all it takes to be a star and worth the money for the Warriors. He Did make been, a howler. Yeah, but he has been very good. Yeah. The contract thing hasn't really seemed to affect his form. I mean, he's been red hot this year. Runoff, Renoff. Yeah, why? Because he he fucking signed it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's been red hot all year. Like, three weeks before that, too, you know. Uh, Runoff, Renoff. First time he's tweeted this year, maybe? No, no, he's been around a little bit. uh, The Broncos show cutting down players to halt go forward works if you get up fast and have 80-minute stamina in line speed. Hash proud. that's That's a Benny thing. You know, mm. and everything starts from defence, and he's obviously fixed the attitude there, and it's just trickled into. Because you got in in the attacking side of things. I mean, like everyone will remember Ben Hunt with the the try at the end to win the game, but he had a bit of a mare, you know, really leading up leading up he to that. Kicked out on the, the fall. Yeah. And a
1: couple of his other kicks were that should have cost him the game
0: too, because that was in golden point mm. extra time when he kicked it out on the fall at the end there.
1: Yeah, he he certainly redeemed himself. Just on the Broncos, you look at their playing roster. Yeah. With the exception of Milford. Yeah. It's pretty well the same site as, pretty, as the last year or so. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Blair wasn't
0: there. A couple of youngsters in there, so, but, you know, generally speaking, yeah. It's, it's fucking astounding. What a shit coach Hook was. Fuck that guy, says Brisbane. Well, I guess, but...
1: <laughs> he, um, you know, when you look at what... Oh, they're a vastly, vastly improved sword in in every facet. And they've still got improvement in them. You know, Milford's a long way from his best. Yeah. I mean, they're still trotting out Miranda and Jack Reed. I mean, if they can yeah, find, exactly. find, people, find people to replace those guys. Yeah, they're the Bryson Goodwin and, and Joel Reddy of the, of yeah. the Brisbane Broncos. Indeed. <laughs> Although, Jack Reed defensively. Yeah, defensively, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. He saved a couple of his teammates from absolute, yeah. oh, like, embarrassing misses. Mm. By just being a fucking gun defender, it's clear that's why he's in the side. He's a Tony Carroll of the back line. He really is. Saving all their asses. When he gets in the clear and he gets run down by second rows, it's pretty ordinary. Yeah, that's it.
0: And that's the thing. I mean, he really—he like, certainly has a future in the side. I just think he's not fast enough to be a back. Like where he is, I mean, maybe yeah. you know, put him—he could be interchangeable. Or he could you be know, like yeah, interchange line. Maybe is he—is yeah. he—is he big enough to be a second row? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I say so.
0: Would he handle the defensive load? Yeah, well, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, he's—I mean, like you said, he's a shit-hot defender. I mean, whether whether he could do it for you know, yeah, if he's got to make thirty or forty though. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the thing though. He in also, the middle, he, he's also not playing eighty minutes too if he's in that position. He actually gets to have rests. Wow, potentially. Yeah, potentially. He's you know, a lot of back rows play eighty.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of them do, And if you've but, got I mean, fucking Thigh Day eh, and yeah, people like that in your team, then, then yeah. there's no chance to play A. Yeah, because so. Thigh Day ain't, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maddog underscore no space. Watching the Broncos game. This is <laughs> this is funny. This is a side with a vastly different attitude to recent Broncos team. So mirroring exactly what you just said. Um, moving along to Saturday afternoon. The Gold Coast Titans 38 defeated the Parramatta Eels 16 at home after all the week leading up to this game. All the media talk was about how shit Parramatta is away from Per Tech and how they should play all their games there, you know, certainly not move home games because they're twice as bad away from Pertec as they are at Pertec. So which to, which is to say that if this game was played at A and Z, they would have lost by sixty. Exactly. Um, Titans, thirty eight points came from tries to Dave Taylor, a hat trick to James Roberts. William Zillman, David Mead, Anthony Don also with tries, Caesar five from seven conversions and I think he only missed the last two from the, the Quite wide out. Uh, the eels sixteen tries to Danny Wicks, Reese Robinson, William Hopawate, and two from three conversions to Chrissy Sandow.
1: Just how much is power missing Semi Radradra? Well, oh. look for a winger. You know, it, this is a side that you know a couple, a few weeks ago beat South so you comprehensively. It, so, so you're putting it on Semi <laughs> on his absence. Uh, certainly in in attack, they you know he's a, he's a real strike weapon, and sometimes you know. You can see they get a little bit lost sometimes in attack, and
0: um, yeah, but if, he's still if, on if, the end of a backline movement, though. Too, true, but I mean, but, like, I mean you you know, sometimes Darius Boyd's made a career out of feasting on that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's not
1: Darius Boyd. is in 120 kilos and can get the ball flat-footed and and, and you know fend shimmy step. No, no, that's true. Step, run over the top of people and make something. What from I'm hunting, saying but, is, the
0: rest of the backline gets him halfway, you know, three quarters away the there, and yeah. you need your old mate to finish. Well, it on there him. has to be an explanation
1: why they can beat South you know, not a month ago, and here they are getting pumped by the Titans. It's, um...
0: And, like, fucking pumped, like, properly pumped, properly like, run away at the end of the game with rings it. Rings around them. Uh,
1: yeah. I think the Titans um, are playing to their strengths with, you know, so many quick guys on the side, um, and being led around pretty well by Caesar and, and young Elgie's coming along as well. He did some good things in this game. Uh, it's it's really you know it's the age-old age old cliche, but it really is coming off the back of the the rough and tumble of the work their forwards are doing, uh. And it's 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 one thing that you know the forwards lay a platform as they say, but um you know inexperienced halfback, you know a new halves combination all together, and they're still managing to get James Roberts a bit of room, and he's that
0: fucking intercept. Did you see how far like. How he oh, was pulling it's, it all, like, its like watching like, like sprinting like a like yeah, a, a a sprinting race not, at the Olympics or something.
1: There was a someone said um, on, Matty Johns last night. Um, it was on after after the Monday after the footy, and I, um, I, it, it wasn't really intending to watch it, but I was just sort of no hanging, one watching because everyone was watching Game of Thrones. So. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't actually <laughs> watch it straight out because I wait for you to. It hooked me up. But um They were saying that he during this game he's he clocked, you know, with the GPS things. Yeah. He clocked the fastest forty metre time that's ever been recorded on
0: field, like in competition in any sport. Jesus. That's impressive. I mean immediately those the, the sample size of the group would be would be pretty limited given that um AFL, soccer yeah. and yeah, and how and, long have we really, been clocking 40 well, minutes, true. times, and blah, blah. Yeah, you know, GPS and people through games and whatnot. Yeah, certainly no more than five years, let's say. But still, it's I mean, pretty, you could see, like that, you know, when he's pulling away from people that you've watched for years, and you Reece know he's fast. Robinson, that motherfucker's quick.
1: You, and you know these he, guys can burn. Even Tallis said, you know, Reese Robinson's probably the fastest guy in para. Yeah. And, you know, he pretty he, well, with, just you know, away with, from him. with 20 metres to go, he put it in neutral. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And was pulling away. Yeah, <laughs> it's bullshit.
1: You know If If he could keep his head on his shoulders Could you uh, You know If not for his off field bullshit He'd be a, He'd be in Bryson Goodwin's spot At South. Yeah Yeah You have a ring The fucking good would they be then Yeah You know Yeah Like South at the To start the season Were unstoppable With Bryson Goodwin in the side Yeah Imagine James Roberts and Dylan Walker yeah. On the side of the field Yeah Jesus fucking Christ Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then English in the middle of them <laughs> can't break.
0: We well, can, well, there's one for the listeners. Assemble your um, your 13 for the week, which would be the. Um, geez, imagine if they hadn't have found alcohol. 13. <laughs> Todd Carney would be one of the greatest halfbacks of all time. You know, one of the greatest halfbacks. Well, would of all he time have been, ever, if know, he never found a drink?
1: If he didn't have the redemption story yeah. at the Roosters, yeah, would he have been the same player if he just had to kept plugging away at Canberra? I don't reckon. He had a point to prove, an axe to grind, a chip on his second shoulder, all those cliches.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, that's to say that, I mean, like, you know, his career didn't, didn't diminish any and there by was, the fact there that he had to a the or whatever playing at Atherton. You know. I remember
1: playing, like him playing the Tigers at Campbelltown. And it felt like every time he touched the ball, he just ran through us. Mm. Like we weren't allowed to tackle him. Yeah. Just couldn't fucking lay a hand on the kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Outstanding talent. Just fucking made some shit choices. Squandered.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Can I go to the tweets? Yes, certainly. The voodoo rock.
1: Oh, sorry. I, I did have one
0: more point. Yeah, go.
1: On. I um. It's it's pretty obvious obvious that Brad Arthur is really building something there at Para and, and there are good times ahead for the Eels. It's all off the back of effort. And I just think for all the good work they've done so far this season, they took some steps backwards in this game, because they turned it up at the end. Yeah, Titans ran away from Moon, and, yeah. and their effort wasn't where it needed
0: to be. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, whether they're building something or, you know, it seemed to be going backwards, to be honest. Voodoo Rock, every mistake Watmo makes annoys me, as I know somewhere... Nate is smiling. <laughs> Goddamn right. I'm dining on I'm dining on Watmo's fucking terrible play this season. Niles, 1991. Really impressed by whatmo Try saving tackle on himself and a lovely face ball for Roberts to score. Great signing by the Titans. <laughs> uh, Bay Bay BNC. Well,
1: I've never really... The the whole Watmo crabbing across field, Yeah, you've said it. And yeah, does it. I mean, that was a real graphic fucking example yeah. of him crabbing across field and then he was like oh fuck I've got nowhere Constraint, to go I'm just going to yeah. hook it and yeah. then
0: boom yep yeah. yep yeah. yep yeah. Uh, Baybay BNC the cycle of para fans one believe it's your year two realise you're still crap three poach players and wait for next year four repeat <laughs> um it's Matthew the Titans continued ability to find the white line astounds me the coke's on me boys Benny27. From March premiers to April Spooners. Sounds like a B-grade movie plot, but it's just the eels in 2015. Hash drop mo hash feel my eel. And oh uh, yeah, buy a shirt. Paul Mack underscore seventy-eight. Greg Bird might have a few grams of Coke, but James Roberts has a ton of speed. And finally That is that is magnificent. That is one of the greatest tweets we've ever received on the show, and I say that without the, any slightest bit of hyperbole. All hyper balls, case may be. Hammers H4MMERZ. I don't want to get carried away or anything, but I'm convinced Titans have turned the corner and on their way to premiership glory.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell! There's someone that needs to give up
0: cocaine. <laughs> Moving along, Saturday, the Warriors 32 to feed the West Tigers 22. The uh, points scored were as follows: a double to the Beast Manu Vatify, in the. Uh, in his milestone game, Sean Johnson, Chad Townsend, and uh, Lola Hayer. Oh, and Bodine Thompson also with tries. Sean Johnson, four from six conversions. to feed the Tigers, 22. A double to Simona. Simona. Pat Richards and James Tedesco also with tries. Paddy Richards, three or four. Don't you wish you could have got Paddy Richards in that run TMB thing at some stage? Because realistically, he is one of the top three producers for your side, week in, week out.
1: He's a great man, but he didn't really fit my picture. T- TMP. <laughs> fuck off Brooks
0: you're
1: stop <laughs> <laughs> look the Warriors were full of running in this game and really threatened to run away to a big score uh, they, they scored you know three tries in, in very quick succession uh, I think the Tigers did well to peg them back and, and give themselves a chance of snatching it towards the end unfortunately just not good enough on the night um, you know a couple of passes went to ground um, kicks didn't find their mark and, and that was the story for the Tigers they always just seemed to be you know, just chasing the game and, and never got on the front foot and, and, and could try and make the game uh, run at their tempo. It was, the Warriors really just fucking set the pace and the Tigers went with them for part of it but couldn't maintain that um, consistency of the pace of their play. Brooks and Moses defensively found wanting on several occasions. They they really need to start asserting themselves um in defence, but also uh, in in their attack as well. It's um, you know when it comes off, you know the the Tedesco's making some some plays look much better than what they actually are. But when he's not, when the when he's not the intended target, some of the fifth tackle options, um, and you know some of the, you know crash balls close to the line with thrown forward passes, or it's fucking hitting Woodsy in the ass, or you know yeah. I'm, I'm like this is stuff that that's bread and butter shit they must do yep. that a fucking 500 times a week and it comes to a game and it, it's like you know why, why are you trying to put the ball up his ass <laughs> why, what is that why are you throwing a crash ball to someone that's in front of you why, why are we throwing forward passes three metres from our own line I, I, you know why why keep kicking it into their legs why do we keep doing that yep. now, when you know like you see we're at their best they thread it through a fucking needle. Yep. And, you know, kicking it dead. Okay, I understand everyone kicks it dead. Everyone gets the the depth of their kicks wrong from time to time. Fuck, that's a just, punishing
0: thing, though, in this, you know, this career.
1: It seems to happen too often. You know, kicks are, you know, not high enough or, or too high, not not deep enough or too short. Yep. It's, it's just... It doesn't feel like it's a, a massive shunt to get it where it needs to be, but... Just the way that they play, and the finesse that's required to have their attack on song, it, it only has to be off a couple of degrees, and it goes from fucking beautiful to, you know, Chapo. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking ordinary. Um, well, I'm confident they'll get there, and I'm confident you know we won't be having this conversation by the end of the season, and um, we'll be lauding you know, run TMB and and the awards that they'll be you know, showered with by the end of the season as they uh, embark on their finals campaign and premiership glory. But for the moment, they're playing like fucking strangers and they need to sort it out. <laughs> um, just on Sean Johnson, I wouldn't say he was dominant in this game, but some characteristic touches that we, we have come to expect from him, I, I think there were some good signs that he's heading into some better form and, and he's probably not going to do me out of my money just yet yeah. as far as the am, but, yeah. um it just... Brooksy... Twice, just I reckon, just on reputation alone, was just watching him, yeah. And and I reckon Johnson knew it. He ran and played the play straight at him, yeah. And as soon as he, you know, made a move, he just carved him up, yeah. I, I, you know, one time he stepped him, he went straight through. The other time, he just skipped to the outside and slipped a yeah. ball, ran around underneath him, and Brooks didn't yeah. fucking had no idea what was going <laughs> on. So, um, look, they're they're young halves, and they'll get there. On both uh, on both fronts in attack and defence, but um, it's just you can see they're doing everything else right. Defensively, they're quite good. Um, some of those Warriors tries were just irresistible. They just they just came in waves. And and the, like we always say, the Warriors have that in them, and they have the complete opposite of that in them. You just yep. never know what you're going to get. But um, it, it, I just don't think that the halves are that far off. But it's it's frustrating to watch them just clunk and through their attacking options when you know defensively our structures are good um you know we're getting good go forward through woodsy and um and buck and and jesse and and ava and and those guys it's it's almost there and it's frustrating to watch them just fuck up easy
0: plays (laughs) (laughs) all right chapo Looks like traffic on Brooks Boulevard and Moses Motorway is flowing quite well with no stoppages, (laughs) hash, ruined TMB. Uh, NZ Danos, Townsend Turnpike, (laughs) hash, fuck TMB. Um, Jar TV. Read the Brooks tackle on Conrad Harrell. Oh. Last time Conrad had something shoot from down the front of his body that fast, it went down a throat. Oh. (laughs)
1: <clears throat> and that's probably his one that's probably one of his missed tackles you yeah. definitely forgive him for because
0: yeah, he's, he's not meant to match up on that the biggest tiger Sirin and getting paid five dollars an hour to babysit Brooks in a defensive line and doing a
1: fucking fairly good job of it but yeah. he's only one man yeah yeah. he's no Tony Carroll well, he's going to make 25-30 tackles of his own plus yeah. he's got to make 20 of Brooks's as well yeah. it makes it hard
0: the base chapo again is, how long until Robbie fires Jason Taylor Look,
1: I, I, I honestly think Jason Taylor will be fired before Chapo finds his first um,
0: willing sexual partner. You know.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I was <laughs> going to say something extremely crude. Thanks for saving me. <laughs>
0: uh, Paul Mac underscore 78. Geez, the golden books that Sean Johnson wears must be heavy because he's done fuck all this year. This game, probably not so much the, yeah, w- the one to say it he, about that because he did some. He did stuff. He did. He's, he's had quieter games than this one yeah. this season. Uh, Saturday night Penrith Panthers 22 defeated the mighty a a cunt. Manly Ring of Seagulls 12 at <laughs> the muddy puddle and uh, this one Panthers 22 came from a double two Josh Mansour. Um Blake and Coruscant also tried more than three from four conversions Seagulls 12 came tries to Justin Horro and Steve Matai Hiku one from two and a penalty goal as well
1: Manly unfortunately still limping through injuries uh, disinterested players and um, you know, a, an opposition that really needed a win um, all counted to another loss, and and the losses are starting to build up for Manly.
0: I uh, didn't stop Willie having a bit of a chat. That was fucking <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, you could say that. You didn't think it was good. Was that? Look, I thought it was funny, but I think he should fucking be more worried about you know actually fucking playing.
1: Don't think he's doing enough.
0: Well, he's he, he's actually putting in, but you know. You know, don't don't give any ammunition to, you know, to the forward mm. pack that you're playing against, you know, when you're not exactly fucking kicking goals all over the park yourself, you know. Like, he's going okay. And, I mean, he's probably been the pick of, you know, a very injured pick bunch, the oldest but... bloke
1: on the field to fucking have a shot at, though.
0: Hey? Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, Kite lifted after that. Mm. he's talking on the field? It was funny, like, he was trying to blow it off, though. He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to look at you. Probably because he was going to crack up laughing if you had actually looked at him. But, um, yeah, look, I thought it was pretty funny, but I thought, you know what? Mate,
1: fucking
0: get on top of the, top of the look, side. Yeah, you know. look
1: the way, the way manly's going, it's, it's a bit, that sort of behaviour. It's not manly, you know. Like they, like you say, they do their talking on the field. They don't mind fucking giving it to you when they know they're on top. But until yeah. they get there, yeah, they scratch and scrape and find a way, yeah. to get the better of you. And then once they've got the better of you, then you fucking hear about it. And that's how Manly <laughs> does it. And that's how oh, Manly does To be is. fair, though,
0: they were on top at the time, though. So,
1: you know, in that yeah, respect. Didn't know. work out for him. I think Benrith, uh, Penrith bombed two certain tries as well. Seguiara in the clear. Ball can- cannoned off his shoulder. Um, and another one as well. It, this score could have looked much worse uh, for Manly. And, you know, a lot of talk about their injuries. They're starting to fucking... Rack up. They've got some, some quality personnel sitting on the sidelines. and um, Ten and, players of as as current count, mm. from what I can tell. Look, I know all Tenth about first that. Ten first-grade players. We had uh, Corey Patterson on the wing, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, we had Jesse Senior Fowler on the wing on stage. Oh, but he's injured now, too. And, the, the, and you yeah, know, the winning of this game for Penrith was because we had Tom Simons in the centres again. I feel really bad for fucking Tom Simons, too, because, I mean, that guy, he would give his fucking left nut to play a full game out in the pack. I fucking mm. guarantee it. Every fucking week, the poor cunt is getting shifted out to play in the fucking centres or on the wing or somewhere because of some other cunt, someone else is fucking injured.
1: I just unbelievable. I feel a little bit bad for uh, for Tommy Simons because there's a lot of fucking noise at the moment about Dylan Napper. Yeah, and Dylan Knapper's not a million miles away from fucking Tom Simons. Ah, oh, he's got a bit more line bending technique in him, you know, like he's a bigger boy. I just think Tom Simons, with consistent time in the, um. You know he could play eighty, yeah, and yeah, consistently. He has to and because
0: he's fucking playing in the centres.
1: He's <laughs> a back rower, and and I think he's a, he's a very high quality back rower at that. And unfortunately, it's having to fill in because um, you know, have you got any kids in the centres that can come through and do a job, or is it too much of a risk?
0: No, they at least you too. know
1: what you, you know. Mm.
0: People say choices two, three, and four are all injured, and and, uh, and and choice two came back last week, so he should be back still. You do uh, see a lot still of out. second rows playing in the centres,
1: and I think the, the, the general consensus is that defensively they'll be strong, or you know give them a hole to run into and a, and the, a, and yeah. a nice flat ball. But centres centres centers such a technical spot to defend in, uh, and the communication with your winger. If you don't have that combination, yeah,
0: the combination, yeah, yeah and that's, and that's exactly, and that, that was the winning of the game. Mm. That, was the, that was the winning of the game and that was Blake's try right yeah. there I mean also in the second half when Manly was still on top the referees all of a sudden decided that the game was had, you know, had to go a certain way and uh, six penalties in about ten minutes and uh, Panthers scored all their points um, Manly then came back into it robbed of a try to, um, to Jake Turbo and you know it was one of those ones where the guy crashes over Uncited by the referee, so he says no try. Sends it up, and they look at the replay. The replay has got fucking forty guys around there, so the camera can't get in to see. And even though you can't see the ball on the ground, you can see the guy's shoulder and his arm, and you've seen his where his where the ball was in his you know tucked under his wing, and so you know that physiologically there's no possible way that his shoulder and arm could be on the ground like that without the ball touching. But you know, due to like you know the you know what they're allowed to do, they uh they can't they can't give it. And that would have made it, you know, possibly a different game because at that stage it was fucking all on the line. But the effort was there for, for the most part, even like Horror it turned it back to twenty thirteen, so I was surprised with that. Um and still a fucking passenger, useless can't fucking drop yourself. I mean, you know, if Jeff's not gonna do it, drop yourself, have some fucking just have some have some dignity and respect for yourself. Why do you wanna go out there and fucking keeping your legacy just you fucking go over? Um, oh, graham. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was going to fucking start on something else this week. What was I going to start on this week? Because I don't want to go on for it again, even though he richly fucking deserves it, let me tell you. um, I Fans, just wake up to yourselves, cunts. That's it. You're fucking dealing with a situation where we've had no less than eight players injured at any one time this season. Currently, the tally's 10. When that happens, combinations don't form. I'm just, I'm just going to say, and
1: and you're more than welcome to, to have your say, Nathan, well, I'm not, because you're know, going to interrupt me. Yeah, yeah, but you, you'll have more time when I say so. Um, this is exactly the sort of stuff I was saying about the Tigers over the last two seasons. You told me that was loser talk. You told me that it wouldn't fucking matter anyway, because you couldn't win games. And blah, 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 and numerous other fucking bullshit that you sprouted when I tried to educate you as to the problems that the Tigers were having with injuries. And you would never accept that as a valid excuse for poor performance. You know why? Yet because when you had all
0: your players... You fucking are. Because when you had all your players... Poor performance as well. Shit. You yeah. still couldn't do anything. Okay, no, so no fair enough. I'm talking, about I'm, ta- I'm talking about a great team that's been crippled by injuries and taken back to the pack. I'm not talking about an average team that just become more averager. Now, but I'm talking about the fans, not the team. Now, listen, at the end of the day, Manly with two from eight or two from nine at the start of 2009, came back to finish in fifth place. And there was a time there where, like you know, they were 14th and came up to Brisbane to play the third-place Brisbane Broncos, and there was that glorious 22-20 victory with Wolfman scoring, you know, after after the siren went. I mean, at the end of the day, when players come back, those combinations have been there for years, and those combinations will be will will resume as they as they always had. And once so at the end of the, you know, they get an Origin. We have got a couple of teams that are coming up against us that are you know not as depleted as us, but you know as right for the picking as they're ever going to be. Then we hit the origin period when you look ahead at the draw where we're not going to lose players through origin most probably. We're going to have players coming back at that point and other teams are going to be struggling with their own injuries caused by the overwork and everything from origin like always happens every season. knock some of those guys off as well. At the end of the day, there's no reason why they're not going to go for a run, finish in the eight and go all the way and take the premiership. I just don't understand why... I don't care about other people saying shit about Manly because... Normally when be,
1: I say stuff like that about the Tigers, Nathan, you generally laugh uncontrollably at
0: me. You're putting I See, so you, you would put asterisks on everything. I'm not putting asterisks on anything. Don't need a fucking asterisk. This shit is fucking reality. And the fact that... The, the, the thing that really fucking shits me is like... You know, I don't care about other people external to the club heaping shit on Manly and everything they've been waiting there, many people have been waiting their entire fucking lives to be able to try and fucking you know hack on Manly because I mean they've been subjugated for so many years the foot's been on the throat for so many years they've finally got a chance to take a breath and it sounds like a laugh but it's not they're just sucking in wind because they can breathe finally but the fucking Manly fans just chill the fuck out motherfuckers you act like you've never fucking been through hardship before maybe you haven't maybe you're only fucking 10 years old I don't know but, look, anyone who's been fucking following the game of rugby league for any significant length of time, certainly through the period from, let's say, like, yeah you know, 1999 through 2004, don't fucking, you know, what the fuck? Just fucking chill. they got this motherfucker. They're on the motherfucker. They'll be sending back fucking Brett Steele, Jamie Lyon, Tommy Turbo, fucking Starling, Jesse Sinner, Fowl, Brent Lawrence, Felice Mateo, directly. To take care of it. It's
1: been a very, very uh, rewarding season. We're only six episodes in, Nathan, but I've got to see the whites of your eyes as you realise the fear of a potential wooden spoon in Manly's future.
0: I have z- absolutely zero the fear. The whites of your eyes, Look I'll at this Look at the seriousness of my face right now. I've got absolutely zero fear it's of hard that. It's take you seriously. Yep. Zero, I've got zero fear of that happening. Never happened. Never will. And it certainly will not fucking happen this year. I guarantee it. I put money on it. In fact, Manly, I think are paying five dollars to make the eight now. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. The more you put on, the more you get back. If you want to... Fu- Manly fans, if you want to fucking pay for your trip to the Grand Final, I don't this know shit, what
1: load is going to be up. more satisfying. Come October, is <laughs> watching Robbie and the boys lift the premiership trophy. That's not going to happen. Or. Or seeing Manly get lumbered with the first wooden spoon of their uh Even, their
0: at, even, even at this early stage of the season, I can say that Manly's quite, quite comfortably going to finish above uh, West Tigers on the table. Even given the head start that we've given them, of a whole two extra wins. So let's just fucking relax. We're two wins out of the eight. We've got this motherfucker. on this week, one win out of the eight. And then it all begins. Let's move on. So all I want to say is, fans, just chill chill the fuck out. I thought Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. (laughs) Uh, Now, where are we? Uh, DeLorean Gray. Willie Mason should be Manly's player of the season so far. Only one to consistently give a shit. Not true at all. Jamal Idris as well.
1: I just wanted to touch on him. He was just building into a consistently solid performer and showing some of the best form um, week in, week out that we've seen from him since his Bulldogs days. Um, now we're out for the season. Young uh Wacker? Yeah. How do they say it? Yeah, let's just go Wanga. Yeah, Wanga Blake. He's gonna have to step up impressively to keep Penrith on track with, with their injuries mounting as well. Uh but you gotta feel feel bad for Idris. He was he was just there right on the cusp of, of his you know, of a purple patch of form. And um
0: now he's out for the season. Love watching um, him and Matai going at it as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Steve Matai actually.
1: I mean, Matai's tackle was fantastic, but Idris on Blair was just
0: Jesus fucking cross. Dude. Just want to t- Matai had was it was co captain for that game. Him and uh, Matty Ballon. richly deserved for both of those guys for you know reward for being stalwarts and staunch motherfuckers for the duration of their career. Fucking Matai, just the energy and that motherfucker puts in. He's I mean, you put him at hooker. I mean, like he's dynamic at a dummy half. I mean, he's sensational. He'd be the best hooker in the game if you fucking if he had a nine on his back. Just tremendous. And I and I dare say I'd give that dude the captaincy, fucking, because you, you know he puts in hundred percent every time. Just tremendous. Um, Jim Man, Matt Eye hit DWZ like a bullet through JFK's head. Hash back into the left. <laughs> Hash Mattai lone gunman. <laughs> mm. Karim Karan. Maybe. From the
1: Sandy Knoll. Yeah. <laughs> if he was playing a proper
0: Yeah, oh well, fucking what was it? It was the uh was it, Do- was it the doggies game? The ANZ look absolutely fucking shithouse. Yeah, it, was it like, wasn't real flash. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just yeah. Born well, like grubs. Yep. Uh Curran said, maybe if there's someone I don't like, I could hook him up with a starting gig for Manly and they'll get crippled. It's true at the moment. Mr. Nielsen, twenty seven. Is this what para sharks and tigers fans usually feel like? No, because they don't have a prior decade of success, hash, go Manly. <laughs> Shutter eighty six. It's hard to believe DCE and Foreign will get paid more than the Panthers' annual pokey takings in twenty sixteen. Harder to believe two's last April. Well, yeah, we'll see, won't we? Unky D, gotta hand it to the Panthers. Average fifty metres per set plus another ten metres in forward passes. Sixty metres per set versus fourteen men. Manly did well. You know, Unky, you you are you are very free to go with the rest option. I didn't even bring up the forward passes. Um, Melbourne Storm fourteen defeated the Canberra Raiders ten. Uh, The Storm, 14 points, came from to Mahe Fanua and Cameron Munster, as I like to say. Cameron Smith, two from two conversions and a penalty goal. The Raiders, 10, tries to Jeremy Hawkins, conversion to Jared Croker and two from two penalty goals.
1: I think experience is the only thing propping the Storm up here. If this game happened later in the season with more runs under the young Raiders' belts, I'm of the opinion we get a very different result. The... um, the Raiders were just, you know, a couple of cool heads and, and some decent decisions away from uh, from snatching this game from the Storm, and, and there wouldn't have been fuck all the Storm could do about it. The Raiders just, it was their own execution, they were creating chances left, right and centre to win the game and couldn't get it done. Um, I think for that reason, you know, it, it just looked like the Raiders were going to run over the top of the Storm, ultimately on this day not not quite good enough, but it's Pretty plain to see that the Storm have lost their aura. These young kids are coming in now, um, you know, from teams like the Raiders, and they're not—they're not intimidated to play the Storm. And um, in years gone by, sometimes the Storm, um, when they were at their very best, they'd have teams beat before they even walked out there. Yep. It's a long way they're You know, they're in a scrap every week now, and it's a testament to uh, to them having come back to the pack just a just a little bit. Um, and that's only amplified with, with Slater out as well. So they're going to need him back ASAP. Um, and their forwards, you know, like I said, they used to intimidate sides. They, they're, now they've got efficient forwards, not intimidating. And um, I, I think, you know, Melbourne Sport Storm, in two or three years' time, is going to be playing a very different style of football.
0: Yeah, a spoony style. <laughs> Um, the funny thing about the the, the the most interesting and funny thing about this game, in my opinion, is the fact that we got literally fucking zero tweets about it. It says everything about Canberra Raiders fans and Storms fans. <laughs> Useless, a lot of you. St. George Illawarra Dragons 31 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 6 at uh, ANZ. And this one, St. George side got tries to Josh Dugan, Peter Matautia, Tyson Frizzell, Joel Thompson, Ewan Aitken. Conversions were five from five from Gareth Widdop, field goal to Benj, and the doggies tried a Josh Morris and a conversion to Trent Hodkinson. Josh Reynolds' four from Grace continues.
1: You know, last season and, and the season before he was used to just imposing himself on matches just by way of his pure will and and uh, competitive nature, and he'd just try and be everywhere, play with a lot of energy and up tempo. But now he just seems rudderless out there. Yep. Um, just you know it's it's an interesting one because got a touch of the barbers to him exactly, yeah. although he never reached the, he never hit the highs of a barber yeah Absolutely. not quite that yeah. level, but he's you know he's, he's certainly fallen through the floor. Yeah. Benji Marshall's ride with the media continues after all these years mm-hmm. uh he's literally had one solid game in five seasons yep and still had some howlers in this game, and all of a sudden the media's... Media's hailing him as being back.
0: It's the result more so, than his personal play. It's the way the team's going rather than what he's doing p- exactly. specifically, I think. Exactly.
1: Um, there was a customary kick out on the full and uh, a couple of other dud passes. Benji Marshall specials. Yeah. Defensively, the Dragons' turnaround might be the most impressive, th- impressive thing about this season s- so far. Um, given the way they started, I think the way their defence is running at the moment is incredible. Um are they still the best defensive team in the comp? They couldn't be far off. No, I yeah, think no.
0: so, yeah. I mean, well, they only conceded another six this week, so that definitely yeah. would be... I don't think anyone conceded less. So
1: lots to work on for the Dogs. Um, although they're falling themselves in a hole when they do actually get their troops back, um, which is still a good couple of weeks away for, to, to get the full complement. So, um, you know, they're going to need a win sooner rather than later to
0: keep their confidence. And so the thing about the, the dogs on this game was, I mean, the Dragons, the points they put on them. The Dragons couldn't score points. I mean, they had fantastic defense. It was almost like early Benny years where they had the defense and they could, you know, protect, like, you know, penalty goal shootouts from Jamie Sowell and stuff like that. Put some points on the doggies, though. Trouble. Mm. Snappy Sarzy. Can you guys remind me what the score was in Dragons versus Bulldogs, LOL, at Manly, LOL, hash Tigers in decline? She's fucking gone off a bit early. We remember that. You're on the list. TBI Penguin. I'm such a shit fan. I only tipped the Dragons to come 7th this year. How could I underestimate a team of champions? Hash Red V. <laughs> Scotty Eel. Considering it was never about winning, the Oust, Doust and Save Our Saints tweet stopped pretty quick once they won some games. To be fair, there was a lull in them. And then they realised, oh fuck, we look looking like a bunch of dickheads now. We've stopped tweeting about it now. We're winning games. So then I've, I've seen it ramp up, especially today. Michael Darren, 79. Hodgkinson is worth seven hundred and fifty k in Greek dollars. (laughs) That'd be Euros, Chief. But yeah, the Greek economy shattered itself. Maybe you should have said something about the Zimbabwean money. You fucking what, mate? Dragons, show the bottle throwers how to beat a shit football team. Hash, Dragons on the incline. Hash, Reynolds karma. Hash, I'll riot with you. Dragons underscore red V. Chase Stanley hurt again. Would definitely be in the Biscuit League's All-Stars. Sadly. Or well, the yeah, the family. It's like you know, the traveling biscuit legs or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> zero four, good win for the dragons. Hash, who, who saved Saints? Hash, not their shit fans. Truth. Monday night foot bitch, the North Queensland Cowboys 30 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs twelve at ANZ. And the Cowboys' 30 came from tries to Justin O'Neill, a double to JT. Winterstein, Granville also with tries Thurston, four from five conversions and a penalty goal. And the Rabbits' tries to Dave Tyrrell, Alex Johnson, and two from two conversions to Isaac Luke.
1: Reynolds can't come back soon enough for South. They really missed his, kick, his kicking game when the tempo of the, of the match got away from them. Um, Cowboys really played a fast paced sort of game and. Um, the Rabbitohs were a little bit rattled, I think, and, you know, just... Jonathan Thurston, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of talk in the media at the moment around him. Um, you know, is he the best player in the world at the moment? Is he going to be an immortal? But I just think he, he allows a coach to put forth a pretty simple game plan, you know. Pass it to Johnny. Well... The Cowboys forwards, you know, probably have the biggest job in, in making a contest to the middle, and yep. if they can at least hold their own or, or get over the top of them, and then you know, with Granville getting some good momentum, he's a good hooker, um, getting some good forward momentum off the back, and then just having JT to to run the ship. Yeah. It, it just doesn't get any simpler as far as that game plan goes, and it makes you wonder why they were getting it so wrong to start of the season. Um, but they're certainly back on track now, the rab- uh, the, the Cowboys rather, and, um, and, and, looking to, uh, to keep winning, and if JT stays in this sort of form, there's nothing to say that they won't.
0: Yep. Um, impressively two away from home, oh, incidentally. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, you know, they've ty- 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 typically been panned. <coughs> yeah. For, um we being
0: absolutely diabolical away from home. but it was actually a reverse form this year. Sure. Although, you know, the home games really, I mean, it ticked around with that uh, come from behind win over the uh, Storm. But then after that, it's been two a ways. So, maybe things are changing for the Cowboys in that window. It is that last window that I was mentioning. <laughs> uh, Kerem Karan. Damn, hash, ref's fault just screwed the Cowboys. Wait, they won. That's the answer to ref's fault being better and no Louis. Australia, Souths are back and I think we can all say thank fuck for that R-pop shh shh of there's not many things I enjoy more than beating Souths Glenn Stewart having a really shit game on top of a win hash outstanding how can you dislike Glenn Stewart though I mean I've got fucking nothing against Glenn Stewart and I mean you know, if anyone wants to have a go at him I mean I'm you know I think he's a I handsome right motherfucker <laughs> He just it just reminds me of a fuckwit though. But I've got nothing against the man. J- yeah. You know, the biggest tiger. <laughs> I can feel your eyes on me. <laughs> South might blame not having Reynolds, but he wouldn't have unmissed the 20 tackles and unsold English dummy. Hash back to the burrow. GT351 underscore John's. Breaking news. NRL has reviewed the game and decided that South were robbed and will be given the two points. <laughs> he can't fucking get over that. <laughs> And uh, the biggest tiger. Are there new sheriffs in town? Nah, it's still just the outlaw band. Thurston in the background noise. <laughs> Ash, utter brilliance. <laughs> Previews. Kicking off Friday night football St. Georgia Laura Dragons take on the Brisbane Broncos at Jubilee.
1: I think the Broncos will be too good. Um, they have a bit of a knack of, of of putting solid performances together on the road, and I, I think they might uh, put one of those together against the Dragons. Uh, it'll be a competitive match and a low-scoring one, uh, but I think the Broncos will uh, maybe buy a, a dubious penalty goal might get there in the end.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, both these sides attacking-wise, I'm not a massive fan of what they've got to offer, but defensively, I mean, the Dragons have been the better side, but, you know, probably the more untested side as well, I think, and, and certainly in recent times in, that, in this uh, little patch of form they found. So with that in mind, I expect the Brisbane Broncos to win the game uh, just by uh, by by matter of their better attacking football. Uh, but, you know, the Dragons make idiots of us every week, so who fucking knows. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs take on the Manly, mighty Manly Seagulls. Uh, the second game, I believe, even in Sydney, um, thank God for that, the Channel 9 have realised the, the lack of entertainment value in this fucking game. There's two sides, uh, probably two of the top three injury hit, and, and you know, I guess in Doggy's case, suspension hit as well, um, sides in the competition at the moment. And as such, as a spectacle, this is going to be an absolute fucking cripple fight uh, that Manly will win by 13+. plus. I'm going to tip the dogs by a similar scoreline. LAUGHTER uh, now Jamie Lyon's been named this week that's fucking that's interesting because I don't believe that he's going to play but um, see how it goes see if, if you see a guy like Hassan gets named aside and Justin and Justin Horro as well you know perhaps that's just injuries because I think I'll uh, mate Jesse Fowl, I think he's out for 6-8 to eight. okay uh, Tommy Turbo's out for 4-5 to five, I believe uh, which is you know why we're dealing with the, the Chase Blair uh, Brayden William situation on the wing you have to wonder what does Wolfman have to do to get a call up Apparently, he's been going okay. Admittedly, it's in New South Wales Cup. He's the captain of that side. Wow. Um, learned, he's fallen learned, from learned, grace. Learned from, his former, learned from his former captain. Well, apparently, he's approached the referee about seven times. <laughs> God's <golden laughs> off. <laughs> uh, Gold Coast Titans take on the Penrith Panthers at SeaBus. Um, <clears throat> look, it's Gold Coast Titans in a reasonable patch of form versus the Penrith Panthers who, who have busted the fuck up. I think the Titans have actually got more points in. Them, to be honest,
1: I agree. I think um, uh, I think they might put a bit of a score on Penrith. Yep,
0: um, thirteen plus. The, apprentice, the, the apprenticeship of uh, Kane Elgy continues, uh, readying for his first grade uh, career, commencing with uh, Rookie of the Year revelation and Premiership at Manly in twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> North Queensland Cowboys take on the New Zealand Warriors at thirteen hundred teeth, and well. Rocks and diamonds, cowboys finding a purple vein of form at home where they're traditionally good. Cowboys, oh sorry, warriors traditionally pour away. Uh, look, even just form for form, even if they're playing at a neutral venue, where they, you know, I'm still giving it to the cowboys at this stage. Yeah, me too. Irresistible at the moment. Both teams. Um,
1: sorry, cowboys backing up from Monday night might be the only thing if they're a little bit flat from that, but um, I think they'll have enough to
0: get over the warriors. Yeah, I don't think the Warriors can keep it consistently. This year, we've talked about the fact that they've managed to combine the rocks and diamonds into the single game, and uh, you can't do that against the Cowboys because it doesn't matter if they're down at half time. No. As we've found, you know, two of the last three weeks, I think they've been significantly down at time. Stormed home, pissed it in on the back of JT's brilliance. The Melbourne Storm will take on the Sydney Roosters at Amy. I'm
1: given they're at home. Um you would be inclined to tip the Storm, but I just, just got a feeling about the Roosters that they they're going to want to bounce back. And uh, as I said earlier, Storm have lost a bit of their aura, and I don't think the uh, the Roosters will take a backward step backward step to them. And I think the Roosters will win. I
0: think the Roosters will win as well because I mean, you know, despite you know what people might want to say, I don't think that they've been themselves the last two weeks and played anywhere near the way that uh you know, they're capable of. And, uh, and I don't think that's been a, a a result of the teams that they've been playing either. I think it's just they've been flat, you know, for uh, yeah, numerous aspects of their play. Uh, you know, Storm's not exactly a team where you want to get your groove back against, especially down in Melbourne. However, like you said, the Storm of today aren't the Storm of yesteryear, and uh, they're not that daunting proposition. That they're going to smother you like they used to. Exactly. West Tigers take on the Canberra Raiders. Leichhardt-Oval. Well, there you go. West Tigers win by a million. Canberra are pretty good. Nothing else matters. It's a Leichhardt-Oval. Well, look, I agree with the sentiment, Nathan. Um, They're going to play like they fucking stole the field. Because <laughs> they sure as fuck didn't pay for it.
1: Well, <laughs> let's hope uh, Tedeske, Moses and uh, and Brooksy, the run TNB combination, hits full song and, and puts a bit of a score on the Raiders, gives them the confidence to kick on. Newcastle Knights to
0: take on the Parramatta Eels, Hunter Stadium. Could be the one to get back on track for the Knights.
1: Yeah, look, if it's going to happen, it should happen at home. Eels um, are
0: right for the picking at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't pick Parramatta with any real confidence, to be honest. And um, I think uh, I think the Knights will be a little bit too desperate to get uh, get their ship back on track.
0: Okay, and. To round it out, Monday night, footbitch. The Cronulla Sharks take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at the tip. Ish. Surely. Look, this the the, the first thing is, and you touched on it when you were talking about the game uh, with Souths. Keery is not as good as he's cracked up to be. Without well, Adam Reynolds not in though. a halfback position, that's for sure. Without Reynolds, he's greatly... Diminished as a player, mm. and we're really seeing what he's what he's made of at the moment. And um, the you know the, the answer's not much. Um, yeah,
1: he's the an origin for me. Is is uh, he's
0: an origin? He's an origin player when he's um, surrounded by you know other origin level players. <laughs> and, you know, but having said that, Cronulla are playing above themselves at the moment. Can they continue to do so for the third week running? Uh, maybe maybe they can. South are certainly right for the picking you can see that they're not themselves without uh, without Reynolds there um, Bryson Goodwin and Joel Reddy I mean it's just you know and then throw Daryl Millard into that into that group as well that's a back line that's right for the picking as well yeah. um, Cronulla Sharks aren't the most you know plentiful point scoring side in the competition but having said that they're not playing against very dangerous backs this time with the exception I mean yeah, Johnson's fantastic Inglis is amazing uh, They've got to get the ball. The ball's got to make its way out to them. And, you know, Daryl Millard and Bryson Goodwin, you think fucking, you know, these guys are gand- this These guys, it's not that they won't pass, it's that they can't. <laughs> they literally don't have the rugby league ability to craft to craft backline movements to get it to these guys. All right, I'm sold. Sharky's one to twelve. And that is full time for episode 184. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And don't forget, we are also on the uh, Instagram as well, which is at This Week in League as well. And, like, you guys have actually been smashing it. I mean, sometimes I accidentally leave the notifications on um, on the Instagram on my phone and I'm signed in as the, as the show. And... um. It's just fucking crazy, uh, the amount of um, shit that we get constantly coming through there. So thank you very much for the support. Now, I've just got to find the reviews. I didn't actually put them in the uh, in the document that I usually use. So I've got to try and source them on the desktop. And we had uh, the NRL CEO gave us a review. Uh, through the last week it's, it's a long one It is a long one The title Don't let it get to your heads Five stars I've been listening for about a year now And it's the only Must listen to Podcast on my phone each week The length of the episodes Might be longer than The Titanic movie Minus the redhead nude scene That, that movie went for like Three hours I mean You know It's been two years Since we've been that long Just quite But The only thing sinking Is the hash Tigers in decline Actually come to think of it Timmy McIntyre Probably plays the role Of Kate Winslet there uh, a, good, a good analysis of games and current issues with a mix of funny stories and banter with listeners. Despite the lads going hard on every team except the Tigers and Seagulls, I look forward to listening to the various ways they can write off the Raiders every week and the desperation of Twitter followers wanting their tweets to be read out. Listen to the show long enough and you'll feel like you know the guys personally, from Jackson's wicked sidestep in the Springfield Panthers under-9s to Kill one I love for Manly. Luckily, my family's too young to understand all the birds and the seas... But my wife refers to them as the sweary guys. From a technical point of view, the podcast is the best around. The sound is crisp quality, and intros and outros are spot on. Keep up the good work, lads, but don't let this get to your heads.
1: Definitely will not, but that was a pretty cool review.
0: One of the greatest reviews of all time, let's be fucking real. Now, I also went on a, a bit of a hike around the world of iTunes stores of, well, you know, the United States and the um, Pommy one, because we've had in the past where people have said, "Hey, you know, I put a review up and you didn't read it." Well, you know, you're you're an English person, and you've put it in the UK iTunes store, and we don't actually the reviews don't aggregate in one place. So I went and had a look, and I found a couple over there on the uh, on the the British one. One of them was uh, our mate serious and uh, I don't he's, I don't think I don't know if he's still over there. Is he still over in England? I don't know. I'm not sure. But this was back in. Um, it was probably about two weeks ago now. Well, actually, no. It was actually last year, two weeks ago. So, a year. not a bad podcast. Also, dead set. Gronks five stars. Not a bad podcast considering the two gibbers behind the mics. Two Gronks who know a little about footy, although one is a manly fan with standard life de- delusions. Glenn's all right. Can't really hate a Magpies fan. Listener, R Popsh sounds like a right fuckhead. If I had more hands, I'd give this podcast four thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> and, uh, Robert what Moore.
1: about Arpov's making it into someone else's review? Well, you know, it's his, it's, it's his
0: homeboy, though. Oh, it is yeah.
1: too. Sorry. Uh, and, it's, someone say his friend. I didn't think he had any. Uh,
0: yeah, tolerators. Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> the, the And uh, Robert Moore, the podcast, Other Sports Are Jealous Of, Five Stars. This is the best mushroom-related podcast out there, although very button-biased. the must for all leaf. <laughs> um So thank you, guys. Sorry, sorry it took so long to get to those reviews for you guys, but, um, you know... Change your location to the Aussie store and bang it in there. Help a brother out. Okay. Now, what are we up to here next? Tipping. Let me find the tipping table. This is really inconvenient when you don't do it properly. Okay. New number one. David Kingston on top. Tied with Doug. Tied with Paul Mack underscore 78, who's made his way back up the top. Tied with Bush Lemon. Then one point back fills out the rest of the top ten with Desi's Ducks, Tucker, Ben Diggity, The Mitch Eye, Matthew Bell, and Chris Blackwell. Fantasy. Rick Grimes, bitch, on top again. One Trick Pony, The Pool Q, Sisame Timbers, Top China Dragons, The Wendell's Puds Picks, Prestige Worldwide, excellent name. TBI Dragons, and Michael Vick's Dogs round out of the top 10. I had a bit of a fucking crash this week because I left James Graham and someone else in my side, so I had two zeros. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Shop. Don't forget, we've got the memberships going on. Get in while the final release is available to be gotten in on. Run TMB, help Glenn out. Shout out to Shagger, who just, while, while we're recording the show tonight, I got the notification through that he uh, grabbed the Run TMB shirt. He's my hero. So, sensational work. And um, also, the jerseys. You're listening to this right now, the jersey's going to be on sale. So uh, head along to the uh, This Week in League website and there will be a link to get the jerseys and uh, I'm sure we'll be pumping them out through the day on Wednesday through all our various social media things. want to get this one going ASAP, so get on there as soon as you can and uh, we really look forward to getting these jerseys out and uh, on you sexy motherfuckers who listen to this show. Um, (laughs) Sizing-wise, I know we're going to get questions about sizing. I mean, I'll try and find a link to their sizing shit. They'll probably have something on their website, but otherwise, you know, you can check out the ISC Sports website and they'll have their sizing. If you've bought jerseys for teams that that are done by ISC, like if you're a Manly fan, Tigers East and there's about three or four other ones as well I think Canberra I'm trying to think of the ones that did the, the Marvel ones last year Dragons they'll all be ISC. IC they'd, they'd all be ISC teams so you probably know what your size is anyway I do know from experience that they that they run the heaps smaller than what the actual label size is as well so you probably find you have to go up one or two sizes on what you would get on a regularly sized product but in any case there's bound to be sizing details out there which we will um, try and aggregate for you guys to uh, help you out and yeah uh, that's about it, I think. Glenn is definitely about to fucking fall asleep. He's smashing your fans. So you've got a headache. I'm going to fall asleep. Fucking belted. <laughs> and you actually look at this time. Mm. Like you didn't when you were talking about the service station attendant. She was full of shit. Really? Yeah, she had been sniffing fucking petrol too long. Well, but,
1: occupational hazard there.
0: But you? <laughs> yeah, what's she going to do? <laughs> but
1: now you look fucking wrecked. I've fucking faded so drastically. On that, so on that night. See you I next get week. Get the hell out of here. See provided you. I make it home. <laughs> You've never been.